That's a Wayne's World joke for these guys. Inside joke. What is going on, everybody out there in the world? Welcome once again to Film Heat. We are Film Heat. I am Jeremy. With me today, we've got Justin. Hello. We've got Eric. What up? And we've got Argo. Hello. Appreciate everybody out there hanging out Give with us. The psycho peepers. <laughs> Aha. Everybody out there in chat, how are you? The Gentleman Shark, welcome. Ruski Photography, love you. Bloody Rose, oh, love you as always. You guys, you guys are great, amazing chat members. Always yep, glad to have you. Thank you for being here. We are Film Heat. And we are a movie bracket talk show. We take 10 films along a, cur- a certain thread and we mash them together like toys when you were a kid. And we're going to see which one breaks and which one holds up. Today we're talking 90s comedies. You know them. You love them. Whether or not you should love them, we're going to find out here tonight. But we're talking 90s comedies. And all right, let's take a look at what we've got today. Yeah, we got a fun list. Fun list. You know, the world has not been a fun place for most folks. Certainly not for us. It's been a stressful time just existing. So we figured we needed a little reprieve from all the stressing and depressing that we've been doing. So we want to take a look at some fun movies this week. And boy, did we, we want to take a look at those old classics that got us through our childhood. Those nineties comedies. How do you guys feel about this week? You guys feel like these movies did pretty good. I feel like they held up. All right. On on the whole. Some yes. (laughs) Some no. On the whole, these movies feel good. <laughs> feel these good movies, movies do feel good. On the whole, the I agree. Didn't make most yes in a rewatch, but I have watched them fairly recently anyway. Oh yeah, a lot of these movies we don't really need a rewatch. They are burned into the retinas of our minds. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at what we're working with this week. This was definitely the first week where I did not actually watch every single movie in like two months. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Argo has been the ringleader of the movie watching. He's usually the one getting us together in the discord, organizing the movie nights. So appreciate that Argo as always. Um, This week we're talking dumb and dumber. Let me pull it up. And pull up the list so we can see. We're talking Dumb and Dumber, Airheads, Clerks, What About Bob, Wayne's World, Office Space, Tommy Boy, Basketball, Kingpin, and Billy Madison. This is, this is a pretty good spread here. We got a couple of sports movies. We got a couple of like idiot movies. We got two rock and roll movies and then a couple more movies couple about of, work. Oh, yeah. Movies about work. That's it. Yep. Definitely. 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 
Maybe two and a half. But two and mm. a half. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about these. Let's get right into it. Let's take a look here. Uh, heat number one. We're looking at Dumb and Dumber versus Airheads. This isn't even fair. Oh, man. You know, I don't want to, like, spoil, but one of these movies tonight is certainly ahead of the pack. <laughs> and let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for this movie I'm talking about right now. We're talking Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Let's take a look at that trailer. Yeah, we found that, like... uh Chris Farley is in like half of our movies this week, at least in some capacity. But boy, Dumb and Dumber, that is a movie that I think holds up the best. That was probably the only movie this week that made me laugh. Like, ha ha, laugh, laugh. I laugh every time. I've seen that movie a hundred thousand times. Yeah. It just... it's about the only one that I wasn't constantly every time I started like really loving it, just something would take me out. And I'm like, Oh yeah. The (laughs) nineties. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of instances this week where certain vernacular was a lot more accepted than it is today. And it just makes you uncomfortable. This movie doesn't have that. This movie doesn't have that. That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) This it was the one movie this week that I was watching and it didn't in some capacity or another just snap me out of the movie. Yeah. I even went as far as to look up the script. Really? And search. And no, nowhere in the movie is it said. I love this movie because they didn't get lazy. They didn't just make them like mentally disabled. They're not. They're just idiots. Like they're just stupid. Just dumb. Yeah. And like the script really conveys that. Like there are so many uh, Adam Sandler movies, especially a lot of Adam Sandler's jokes boil down to let's punch down on the mentally disabled, you know, his jokes, his, the only joke of the movie is just that. It's just, some people are mentally disabled. Ha ha. And it's just like fucking cringe, man. It's just cringe. Adam Sandler does not hold up, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about a good movie right now. So who no, had this I, one? Who, who wants to, who can tell us a little bit? Yours truly, of course. Of course. You know, I have two copies of this on tape. On tape. You know, everybody <laughs> knows. <laughs> yeah, on VHS tape. <laughs> you know, everybody knows this movie. Uh, after a woman leaves a briefcase in an airport terminal, a dumb limo driver and his dumber best friend set on a hilarious cross-country road trip to Aspen to return it. You know, like that's that's dumb and dumber. The jokes in it are absolutely timeless. Like none of it stays dated in where when it came out. Like it's so funny today as it was when it came out. Like, what do you think, Justin? 
This movie, um, like uh, like we discovered, we discovered the a bit of the secret ingredient on this, you know, and that uh, um, the AMA that you dug up about it, Argo, and the involvement of uh, what John Hughes, John Hughes, like the, that's right, the coming up with the idea. So I think that's a bit where like a lot of the wisdom came from, a lot of the unheard of wisdom that they put in this movie that was absent from a lot of other uh, mm-hmm. comedies in the nineties. So you're right. This is a timeless movie. Like this movie will be funny forever. I think um, it's, like, it's just, yeah. just a great movie. Laugh out I loud. Wonder, it feels like it will. It certainly was, feels like it's going to be funny forever. I was looking up the Dumb and Dumber Two, the sequel that came out in 2014, and it's got the same writers. So, and I was wondering, what is it? What are they missing in that movie that made it miss the mark so hard? What did the first one have that the second one just did not? And it turns out it's a little known secret that John Hughes was attached to the first one. And it was so secretive, in fact, that they weren't allowed to say his name, even in the AMA that one of the producers answered a question and was like, well, we had the help of somebody and we're not allowed to say his name because of legal issues, but he was a eighties director of teen comedies. And if you know anything about eighties teen comedies, you know, there's only one, there's only one <laughs> name there and it's John Hughes. So, of course, of course, it was John Hughes. Of course, John Hughes was the secret that the secret weapon, the ace in the sleeve, you know, ace in the hole. Yep, that makes with just like the great comedy chops of like the Farley Brothers, which uh, uh, like this movie has, well, I want to say, like was... the least amount of straight gross out humor from them. Even it's a lot of almost it, smart jokes. It's really it really stands up to the term magic in a bottle because they did it once and it'll never be done again. Yeah. That's just like, it's a one of a kind that, movie. Just that all first that time, that first time Jim and Jeff got together, it was a ham fest and they were eating all the ham. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're both just delivering scenery, chomping performances, they are both just chewing it up the entire time. Uh, so I, had, I know Argo's thoughts on this. Uh, like in our research on this, we discovered um, some alternate picks for the casting of Harry and Lloyd, right? Uh, and they were considering uh, Harlan Williams to play what? Oh, um, yeah. um, the guy who plays uh, the Lloyd. state trooper and drinks the piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't. Uh, well, but was it? I think it was Harry or Lloyd. I think it was Harry supposed to play, and I think that would not have worked. Of uh, like Harlan Williams against John or Jim Carrey, them trying to one up each other really wouldn't have worked. That, I think that was like the, the casting of, uh, of of Jeff Daniels as like the under more understated, um, almost straight man kind of. But not really, you know, that was, you know, and Jeff Daniels, I don't think he had much comedy experience before this. Right. So that was just like unheard of wisdom casting him. Yeah, I was just going to say he he really wasn't a comedy guy at all up until that point, no. was he? Wasn't he, he was a not. stage actor, like straight up yes. like thespian? Like, like, yes, like classically trained Shakespearean actor. Wow. 
Yeah. Insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that just goes to that lightning in a bottleness of it, you know, just all came together. Yeah. yeah. Man, I couldn't see Harlan William uh, Harlan Williams as Harry. I could see him yeah, as Lloyd. As maybe. Yeah. yeah. And but in the making of that they made, like when the movie came out X amount of years ago or whatever. Um, yeah. like he threw some shade in that interview he did, and I was like Whatever, bro. This movie is way better than you'll ever be. <laughs> Dude, I got mad love for Harlan Williams, but not that much. Like, I love no. Rocket Man, and mm-hmm. you know, I I like I like his performance in Half Baked. He's he's fine. Like, I guess he's he was just good. salty because they made him drink the piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. boy, that's a salty mm-hmm. beverage. Wow. Like you said, I suppose. This this one's it's like not even fair. We shouldn't have even put it on this list. We should have like rethought this. Yeah, this list is a little lopsided, but we're gonna play it out. We're gonna we're gonna we'll let it play. But yeah, there's only one true contender to this movie on this list, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's from the same people. It it ain't what it's up against. Looks like I've got it here. Let's go and ahead. No, I love Airheads. Let's look at Airheads. Let's take a look. So this movie, this movie this, is fine. Yeah, it. I I was sad with how poorly this. The movie was funny, but goddamn, there's a whole lot of things that you just shouldn't say. It's a good enough movie. Um, it's this is the first one of the night that I liked a whole lot more when I watched it uh, twenty years ago than I did this time. It's kind of um, I don't know who's who's got something That's to say me. about this one. Uh, uh, this one's me. It's uh, you got Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi. Who those two you great lineup. Let me yeah. just say. <laughs> they uh it's Chaz Pitt Rex, they're the band the Lone Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So good plural <laughs> <laughs> and uh they decide that they gotta hijack a studio to get their single played so that they can uh make it big. Cause Chaz wants his girl back, but then doesn't. But yeah. then does. But then doesn't. Well, she's got his tape, right? She's like, I, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, they she breaks up with him, and he's like, "But I wrote this song for you," and she's like, "You wrote, you wrote that, that song before, before we even you met. Ever met me." Yeah, yeah, yep. and. Uh, so yeah, she's got to get the 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 run over, pissed on tape to the studio for him. Bounced on by the lowriders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's a a lot of a lot of derogatory terms and phrases used in this movie that constantly took me out of the moment that was one thing i'm honestly surprised there wasn't more of that 
considering the toxic nature of that whole scene that like late 80s early 90s metalhead scene was real toxic and it was all about name calling and punching down and just doing the wrong thing on purpose and so i'm really surprised that they had dialed it back as much as they did i mean he had f slur on the freaking front fender of his bike in like the second scene oh was that what it was i yeah, yeah. i remember you mentioning that but i wasn't like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have eyes on it i looked for like, that later and i couldn't see anything on that fender but front fender right there dead center like that i think they put it on there with electric tape yeah but yeah that um and the radio station is called Rebel Radio, and their whole logo is like an actual like Confederate soldier, yeah. like a like a skull with like a Confederate flag like yeah. hat on. And yeah, anybody who knows me knows that I shit don't fucking fly. Yeah. And uh, some of their their station merch was like the Confederate bugle boy hats and shit. Yeah, and yeah, no, nah, that can uh, toss that in the pooper. So, yeah, uh, I hate to say that I I don't like a Brendan Fraser movie, but really, man, really, one, I love Brendan Fraser just as a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. this movie, though, <laughs> in this one, I don't, him saying I don't, the, like our word, our slur several times and. Well, that was fucking Joe Montana. Yeah. Yeah. This this movie is not terrible. It's just dated. Very dated. Yeah. They just, it's, a, it's just they just didn't it, know. It's one it of those be. Disney Channel. <laughs> here's your fucking, you know. It's a little muddled in the writing. Kept taking me out of, like, it would be hilarious for 20 minutes and then... I'd get snatched out of the moment. Yeah. Or, yeah. Which, I mean, the, the, that's just the way it, it was back then. Like things were just yeah. that way. They were shittier. And like, you, um, yeah, but that's just what it was. I didn't, none of that fucking took me out of the movie that much. I enjoyed this movie. I enjoy a good, like hijacking movie, you know, where they just like, uh, they're able to like temporarily change uh, like the bounds of society, you know, or you know, uh, I thought it was what, fun. They, what they end up doing is they blow, the, they blow the lid off of the the secret change that's coming to the radio station. Uh, I forget his name, the guy from Beetlejuice and lots of stuff. Um, he's like the head executive of the ra- uh, the radio show. And what he hasn't told everybody that works for him is that there's a change coming and they're changing from like a rock and roll metal radio station to an easy listening and everybody's going to be fired. So the guy's breaking in and hijacking the station and blows the lid off of that secret and gets the DJ and all the other people that work there, like on the side of the hijackers, if you will. So it gets real fun in that sense. 
And they pretty much throw like a, a party concert. There's like a lot of ridiculous stuff with the cops outside. They're like going outside in front of the cops, and, and uh, you know the cops aren't really doing a whole lot to stop them. Yeah, the guys nipple ring out. They get they a, whole, like a party scene outside. Like there, are tons of people show up at the station. It becomes like yeah, a concert. white zombie concert. Oh yeah, white zombie makes an appearance. That they actually did an original song for this movie. Yeah. Sure did. Which sounds like every other every, Rob Zombie song. Any Rob Zombie is song sounds like every other Rob Zombie song. What's that? Is it the one that they are performing um, at, at the, the concert yeah. where he rips yeah. the nipple ring out? Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. That is for this movie. Yeah, it was yeah. original song apparently. Wow. Yeah, and I wouldn't have never known if I didn't look it up because, it's, like I said, it sounds like every other Rob yeah, Zombie yeah. slash White Zombie song. <laughs> He's always got a hey, every fucking song does that. And don't get me wrong, I like that to an extent, but that's that's his formula right there. How you managed to do it for like 40 years. Yeah. But hey, and then he was like, I'm just going to direct shitty movies instead of making shitty well, you songs. Only, <laughs> there we go. That's better. You only have to get famous for it once. And then hey. you just... Exactly. No, true. exactly. And that's why... True. Why not do the exact same thing? Not everybody's seen it yet. Like, you haven't got everybody's eyes and ears on it. That's why, like... When, when I like think of a funny joke, I'm going to say it over and over again. And if you've heard it a thousand times, sorry, because there's a million other people that haven't heard it yet that <laughs> deserve to hear it. <laughs> I got a kind of a novel idea here, you guys. Do you think this would work if we took like some scissors and we cut out um, Adam Sandler's character in this movie, right? And we play, we pasted him into like Waterboy over. That movie would have worked way better, right? Because he's kind of like a, a dummy in this movie. It, but he was like a regular person. I think yeah. he had the chops. He could have uh, <laughs> kind I feel of like yeah. done better. He was faking a lot of that for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this that's is part of his character, but yeah. this is one of the earliest Adam of Sandler appearances. That lady. I was about to say, it's one of the earliest Adam Sandler roles that I can remember. Yeah. And I, I actually didn't ever look into that, but yeah. Um, and it's one of Adam Sandler's least Adam Sandlery roles. Yeah. yeah. So no gibberish. It's like Adam Sandler's not what makes it a mediocre movie <laughs> for a change. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, it's one of my one of my favorite Adam Sandler uh, it's performances. One of Adam better roles. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, they hijack the radio station. They end up getting the DJ and pretty much everybody on their side, except for the cops. Um, there's two factions of cops. There's like the, the city police who show up and they want to cooperate and they're doing what they can to make everything right. And then the SWAT team shows up and they're like the aggro assholes who want to just get in there and they end up smuggling a gun in because we've got old um, what's his name Kramer guy uh, Michael Richards Michael Richards he's in there but he's not in the main group he's like hiding up in the uh, the air ducts and stuff like that so they end up smuggling a gun into him and so he like 
at the one point he, at the end he comes out and he's like everybody freeze i got a gun i'm gonna shoot you that's after they figure out the guns are water guns filled with hot sauce the whole time and they're like they're fake guns. on the fucking ground with all that food is hilarious yeah <laughs> crawling <laughs> crawling through the air conditioner ducks with it He's got the Funyuns and a sandwich and some ice cream, and he's like crawling around on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's yeah. over there behind the couch while freaking Pip and the freaking chick are getting down on the. Oh yeah, that's when we have some moments, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's got some really hilarious times. It does it's not shit on the stick, but I think that they in the writing they didn't know exactly what they stick. wanted to do. That did, did they want to make like a satire? Did they want to just make like a happy-go-lucky like party on movie? It kind of gets muddled, and I think it, it kind of. Um, well, they were kind of satiring a radio station there in L.A. That funny enough the same year that this movie came out wound up changing format from being the the rebel radio station was based on an actual radio station there in LA. And the same year that the movie came out, the, the station actually changed format from rock to a, a lighter, lighter listening. But it was almost uh, it was almost apocryphal. That's something so foreign to me. People being attached to a fucking radio station and radio being relevant at all is like something before my fucking time. You have no idea what that's like. You have no idea my For the radio being able to gather a huge crowd like it did is something so dated in and of itself. Like also that would never happen. It would only happen in large markets like Los Angeles and shit. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, like, you get radio. like 15 people, 15, 20 people. They're like, oh, show up. Is and the don't forget the Alan Covert there as, don't forget Alan Covert up. there as top. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's another Adam Sandler mainstay, Alan yep. Covert. Yep. Top. Oh, there's another one scene I wanted to highlight in here. We have a uh, 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 what? What's the fucking Egon guy's name again? It shows up for Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis is in this movie. There's one scene. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. He's unrecognizable fun. to me. Like if you saw him in Ghostbusters <laughs> one, you saw him in this. He 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 uh, went through his metamorphosis in 1990 and came out as new butterfly held Ramus, you know, instead of our <laughs> caterpillar that we know. Justin has like like fat blindness. Like when a, when an actor gains weight, Justin just like who who who, who, that? who that? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't get it it's because wild. apparently immediately after Ghostbusters two, Harold Ramis quit the cocaine. So what happens when you quit cocaine? You balloon up. You get real, you get real big. So <laughs> he looks different. Nobody can, nobody can convince me he doesn't look different. Well, it's because he right. let his hair, he let his hair afro out too. He's so he got this big hair and he's got this coke bloat face. And if you see a guy like Egon is like bone, like real thin in those movies, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, 
I'm telling you, he looks fucking different. I thought that was a fun scene too. I was like, holy shit, there he is. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot he was in that, but I was glad to see him. So, yeah. Airheads is a fine movie, a fun movie. Uh, in my opinion, it's not even fucking close to Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber yeah. is mm-hmm. a masterpiece of comedy writing. Um, it's not even fair. It's not. It's Dumb and Dumber is not. It should have been on the greatest comedies of all time list. (laughs) Dumb and Dumber is not fair to anything on the list. What do you guys think Chat thought? What do y'all? What do y'all think Chat thought? Because there's not going to be what Chat thought. (sighs) Yeah, I saw. I saw what Chat picked. (laughs) One for Dumb and Dumber. They we got a bunch of white zombie fans in the chat. Yeah, that's okay. Chat likes to rock. They like to get down. I mean, Uh, Airheads is fun as long as you can stay in it but starting to question chat airheads is a movie for people who like rock and roll not people who like cinema you know what i'm saying nothing against against you there's a whole lot of that 90 like that like late 80s to early mid 90s guns and roses aerosmith kind of rock and roll in the whole I mean, list though <laughs> if you were at my mother's funeral you know we played november rain yeah I mean, so oh yeah no i mean that's fine okay but, now i like, got a goddamn solo stuck in my head <laughs> you're welcome the <laughs> the writer of airheads was like a musician first and a writer second and that just comes through yeah. in spades in this yeah. script um so so we know what chat's voting for we know what i'm voting for i know what argo is voting for justin what are you voting for <sighs> mm. I'm going to go with Dumb and Dumber, I think. I, like, I wanted it to be the dissenting vote, but not even. I'm not going to be. <laughs> There's plenty of other heats so you can be the dissenting vote. I think in this one, in my opinion, I don't know. I'm just one man. Um, Eric, what about you? I mean, Dumb and Dumber's already won, so I can give Airheads a vote to get it up in the fucking loser's bracket. It's going there either way. (laughs) Going there either way. So we've got 15 to 10. Pretty close. Much closer than I expected it to be. 15 to 10 for Dumb and Dumber. That's that wild card chat for you. That's why. Hey, man. Chat's wild. (laughs) Chat chat likes to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So heat number two. We are looking at Clerks versus What About Bob? What about Bob? What about him? What about Bob? Let's take a look at the trailer for Clerks. God only knows if this is going to be a good trailer or not. <laughs> the music is the biggest selling point in the movie, I guess, because they got that prominently. Rock and roll. It's like, I mean, we like to rock around rock here. Those are all great bands. Man, so I... Growing up, I was a bit of a Clerks super fan. I uh, that movie is one that resonates heavily with me just because of how much it spoke to me. When I first saw that movie, I basically was a Dante. 
whether or not I meant to be, I was just kind of a loser working a shit job thinking like I had no choice. And so the only choice I had was just to whine about it, which I did quite a bit, mind you. And you, and watching it now, it's almost hard for me to watch it now because I just see myself from those times and it makes me cringe, but it also makes me a little happy because I'm cringing because that means I've grown. That means I'm looking back at a, at a different me, which is um, a nice realization to have. And it, my heart just melted with nostalgia when I watched this movie again. I think it's just as good as it was when I saw it. Um, I now see you're not supposed to revere those characters. You're supposed to like look down at those characters. Once upon a time, I was a little bit too like, yeah, I'm going to be like Randall. He's the best. (laughs) That's not the point of this movie at all. And if you find yourself acting like Randall, you need to change your ways now uh, because he's not fucking cool at all. Um. Even Speaking he realizes like, that later. Yeah. Speaking of epithets that did not age well, this movie's got him, got him in spades. Um. Yeah. Let's yeah. No, see. that's one thing that this whole list has showed me is. Oh yeah, the '90s were. How much I have grown since the '90s. I will say surprisingly that a lot of things in this movie could have been outdated now, but aren't just because convenience store culture just doesn't fucking change. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like, I guess like losers the same universally. Yeah. There's that about this movie. And another thing that, um, uh, like let's get to the skeletons in the closet bit. Let's put all the bad stuff right here. Uh, this movie was like greenlit and like produced and pretty much made by fucking like Harvey Weinstein, right? Yes. Next films is Harvey Weinstein's company. Yes. Right? And they plucked up little Kevin Smith and little Kevin Smith was their fucking like movie maker boy for them. He made many movies for him. Right. But when all that sh- um, shit came out about how much of a shitbag he is. Like Kevin Smith, like disavowed, like all of it, any relationship he had with yeah. uh, Miramax. I got a funny shit. story about Harvey Weinstein in this movie. Apparently, you know, in the beginning of this movie, it opens up with the um, the gum salesman. He's in there and he's talking shit about smoking cigarettes and he's riling everybody up to try to sell Chulis gum. And apparently. Kevin Smith had to trim that sequence down some because in the early screenings, Harvey Weinstein, who was an avid cigarette smoker, was offended by all the anti-smoking rhetoric in that scene. Even though it's a joke, he didn't like it. He had his little butt hurt about it. And he That's made hilarious. Kevin Smith trim it back. And he did. That's funny because um, Kevin Smith was also like a cigarette enthusiast at the time. Absolutely. Everybody <laughs> was. It was the fucking 90s. I think it was like, what, 91 or something like that? Yeah. Everybody was. This week has made me want a cigarette more than I have in the past eight oh, plus God. years. Got like 
Christ. Just the cigarettes galore. Okay, let's split a pack, you boys, after the show. We'll get together. I can't do it. I, I want to say, it. I can't even smoke is, one. Thankfully, <laughs> I am 400 miles away. Oh, You're welcome. <laughs> this movie was uh, independent. Let's see what happened last time I smoked a cigarette. This movie was uh, independently made by fucking straight up Kevin Smith and all the money he could scrounge up and all the credit cards he could take out. But I'm pretty sure he spent $28,000 as a number just straight yeah. up on credit cards. Like, yep, you had to get, like, filmmaking was hard back in the day. You had to get a camera, you had to buy miles of film. Like, yes. and that shit was not cheap. And, yes. and it was spent once it was used. So he, like, borrowed from his mom, borrowed from his dad, and got all of his friends. It's fucking comic book friends. Like, you, you, you know, it's like the one guy from Comic Book Man is in this movie. Because yep. it was straight up just his friends. Right? Yeah. It and was literally like, like a collection play going around with his friend group. Like, what, what you got? You know, get the change out of your fucking cars, boys, because we they need. They shot it at the store he actually worked at. He was an actual clerk at that quick stop. Yep. Right. Um, and it's kind of like a miracle of like an American kid done good. Almost like. Oh yeah! Like he, he, they took it to a film festival and got picked up. By, well, um, because guys. he made a movie that stands on the writing alone. He knew yes. all he had was his noggin. He had no money and no equipment and no nothing. He had a lot of friends and his noggin. That's it. So he made a movie that was able to stand on the writing alone, and God bless him. I do want to uh, say that that this movie is unique on our list this week, and that. It doesn't have any star power and it stands on the, on like the writing itself. Like you said, a yeah. couple of the other movies do kind of rely on, you know, their main actor, the star power. Yeah. And, and yeah. Stuff like that. So this was shot in black and white. And that was a budget constraint. You know, there are <laughs> yeah. so many things. Oh, speaking of budget constraints, the version I watched today is the new extended cut, which includes a very weird animated segment right smack in the middle of the movie. Apparently, when they go to the funeral, they're talking about their friend's funeral who died of like a brain embolism while she was swimming. And they go to the funeral and the original cut, they show up and they immediately smash cut to the end. They're getting chased out. Well, he had written a scene that happens at the funeral, but they couldn't do it. Budget constraints. So much later, when they were doing the clerk's animated series, which is good, they actually animated that scene and stuck it in the movie. So it's weird, like you're watching the movie and all of a sudden it cuts to animation and it starts out in black and white and then fades up to color. And that whole scene is like this animated in color. And I don't know, it's kind of funny. Like the movie doesn't need it. I'll say that it doesn't need that scene. I think they do a good enough job with the smash cut and alluding to what happened. But it was just interesting to see. It was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. One thing, a huge thing I never never picked up on until this viewing is um, a big payoff. As you might remember at the end of the movie, his Dante's ex-girlfriend comes back around Caitlin and he's all enamored with her, even though he's cheated on her a bunch of times. Apparently in the past five years of dating, she cheated on him eight and a half times. And Randall's like, what's the halftime? He's like, oh, well, we went to this party and I passed out in Brad's room and Caitlin came in there and started doing him while he was passed out when the lights were off and the lights came on and Caitlin freaks out because she thought she was doing Brad. 
Caitlin has a penchant for doing people in the dark and not knowing who she's doing. And at the end of the movie, she does just that with the dead guy. <laughs> and of all the times I'd seen that movie, I never realized how they set that up at the beginning. Ah, so I was like, wow. Speaking of writing, where to fucking go, Kevin? Where to go? Seriously, though, how'd she do that? <laughs> yeah. I know mean? it's just a joke, but <laughs> how'd she like, do that with some flaccid old man? Yeah. Oh, no, there's something called a preapsism. A preapsism is the when a, yeah, is the death boner. When you die for a certain period of time, you get a, a, a preapsism. Thank God I never experienced that in my year of picking up fucking bodies, bro. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Not fun. Never even mentioned yeah. to me. Like, oh, also, yeah, all good the point. Slab and all of a sudden they're in a tent. <laughs> good point. He was in there looking at porn because he shows up and he's like, hey, young men, you mind if I use your restroom? He's like, yeah, go ahead. He's like, oh, what kind of toilet paper you got in there? Is it the soft stuff or is it the hard stuff? And he's like, yeah, I guess it's kind of hard. He's like, oh, oh, my hemorrhoids. You mind if I grab the soft stuff? He's like, yeah, fine, go ahead. And he's like, young man. Do you have any reading material? Something from the back? No, not that one. The one, the one behind it. You got the bigger titties. Bigger titties. Yeah. He asked for the <laughs> so, bigger jugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a good and, one. Uh, and they're cranking his handle. And... The Damn. this movie originally had a very different ending from the one that most people have seen. At the in the end of the standard version, they just close the store and that's it. Rand Randall takes the big sign down. I assure you, were open. Throws out of your clothes and, and smash cut to the credits. Originally, Kevin Smith had wrote a scene where after Randall leaves for the day, Dante is closing up, and an armed gunman comes in and shoots him, and Randall or uh, Dante dies. And that is a callback to earlier in the movie when they're talking about what's your favorite Star Wars. And he's like, Empire, because it ends on a down note. He liked it because it ended on a down note. Also, Kevin Smith wanted to kind of pay homage to a Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing which is kind of an upbeat comedy that ends on a down note. And even in the credits, Spike Lee gets a special thanks. Um, but that ending did not test well at all, for, understandably. So he ended up cutting it. And um, I guess thank God he did, because he probably, I don't know if he would have ever yeah. made another movie or if they would have been good. It would have been another universe entirely because the Viewisk universe would not exist if he had killed off basically the main character of the, the viewers universe. So it's just no. interesting. We would have just had Jay and silent Bob and that would have been it. There wouldn't have been no clerks two or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right about that. No. Yeah. I guess nothing would have changed until clerks two because, uh, Randall and Dante don't come back until. Well, and he's making another one now. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm fucking. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot different now. Yeah, he's, he's given up. He's done. He's made time. his. He's made his monies. He's, he's, he's done Hollywood trying. Kevin. Yeah, 
he's trying to like pass the torch to his daughter and let her like you know spread her wings which i am to say lukewarm on would be generous it's like power in this movie came from like his perspective right as a fucking nobody right and like as he fucking became a fucking kind of big shot he's not junior yeah he's lost that and it's not interesting to anybody not to me anymore what what if it was you you'd probably do the same thing oh absolutely of course absolutely my money i would be destroyed oh yeah y'all wouldn't like me no more i mean i'd be crying about podcasts talking about me with my hundred dollar bills you'll probably love me (laughs) not saying he's doing it the nicest way possible and yeah, he's never going to lose his fans. He's got an enormous fan base. He's never going to stop listening to his million podcasts and never going to stop watching every movie that comes out. It's never going to stop going crazy on the subreddit. You know, he can do no wrong to enough people to where he's got it in the bag for the rest of his life. Oh, I guess. And oh, yeah. God bless him. This God just sent from chat. I guess Clerks 3 is made and you can watch it on his film club. That's not a good sign. Not a good sign for the movie. <laughs> he didn't fucking theatrically release it really? or publicly release it. Not a good <laughs> sign. I'm not going to watch it on this film club. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh, no. Oh. Well, hey, you I, know what? I wish my cringe was audible. You know what I hope? I hope we all get to sell out like that. I hope one 100%. day we have Man. millions of disappointed fans who are right. angry at us because we sold out. Uh, I hope subreddit hating our ass. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we, we, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. So anyway, um, great cool. flick. Uh, it's the plight of the common man done masterfully oh also real quick uh pringles super bowl ad owes kevin smith some money they had that hand stuck in the pringles can commercial when the guy has to live the rest of his life with his hand stuck in a pringles can and clerks did a hand stuck in a pringles can joke first uh-huh. here's a pay, couple of jokes pay that man that i saw in movies this week that i saw done by other people speaking of which one is in our next movie what about Bob? What about fried Bob? Chicken. I talked about <laughs> Clerks for so long, I forgot we were talking about other movies too. <laughs> Let's take a look at What About Bob. Now that's a trailer right there. Short and sweet. I wish yeah. that the fucking movie had the timing of this trailer. Dude, fucking A. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. It, you know? Uh, it it falls flat several times. The joke is, I don't know, awkwardly timed. When I was looking for the trailers of this for this movie, I found uh, a little fan edit alternate trailer where they had edited a trailer together to make it look like a trailer for a horror movie. And that looked like a much better movie than what well, it is. Well, it doesn't, I mean, yeah, this isn't the plot of this kind of similar to like Cape Fear. I mean, it is a little bit. It is a little yeah. bit. Of a, yeah, little, wow. It is a I bit didn't of think a creepy about movie. But, uh, I mean, all things considered. Who, who, who can tell us a little bit about this one? Well, let's see. Basically, this movie kind of starts out with Richard Dreyfus, who's a narcissistic, like a psychiatrist kind Psych- of okay, person, a psychiatrist. Yeah, psychotherapist. 
Um, and he's about to go on vacation and he gets a phone call from one of his colleagues. Oh, I'm going to transfer this patient to you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Whatever. I'm going on vacation. He's like, whatever. Hangs up the phone. He's like, whatever. Hangs up the phone. So then like, uh, literally moments later, uh, Bill Murray, who's the, the patient, Bob Wiley, shows up at his office is like, oh, I'm your new patient. And he's like, oh, this is weird. Whatever. He basically gives him a, a quick An little interview. interview. Yeah. Um, and tells him he's going on vacation. He'll see him in a month. Uh, but with Bill Murray's condition, that really isn't setting well with him. So he goes and he basically follows Richard Dreyfus through some plotting and scheming on the side. Um, finds out where he's vacationing, where he lives, um, and essentially just kind of crashes the vacation. The family ends up loving him. And it really kind of drives Richard Dreyfus to be the crazy one. Everybody's yeah, like, right. well, what's wrong with you? This guy's yeah. fine. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Poor Richard Dreyfus. Oh. Exactly. Uh, this movie's kind of about like perspective. Like Richard Dreyfus kind of loses it. Like he thinks he's the straight man. He's at everything figured out, right? He's running his family the, exactly the way he wants to do it, right? But like he doesn't see all the problems that he's causing in his own family. And uh, and Bob shows up and just exacerbates all the problems that Richard <laughs> Dreyfus is causing in his own family, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which kind of ostracizes him. Uh, this movie is a little weird. This movie is a little ambiguous because at the beginning of the movie, we're led to believe like w- at the beginning of the movie, they uh, display all of Bob's um, like kind of quirks, right? He's like agoraphobic, germaphobic. Yeah. Like, almost, he's got it's almost everything in the movie, uh, right? But throughout the movie, it stops manifesting. I don't know if he is actually getting better, but like he's pretty freaking regular once it. he gets... Ambiguousness. He could be faking it. He, like um the biggest thing is he doesn't really pick up on social cues like Bob. Um he does whatever he wants pretty much. Um yeah. <laughs> so the vibe I got from him is he's basically sort of an autistic uh hypochondriac. Like this, just those two things oh, right there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. get social cues and he's real lonely and stuff like that. And he just thinks he thinks he's like dying. He thinks he's suffering from all these things. However, but, he's extremely charismatic. He can charm almost anybody. Right. Like several times he charms his way out of a sticky situation that Dreyfus puts him in. Yeah. Which I think uh, casting Murray was pretty good casting because uh, he, he, he did a great job playing the weirdo oblivious weirdo <laughs> and i think this this is one of those movies that was made toward the end of bill murray's spoons for doing comedies you know it's it's famous that after a while he ran out of patience doing comedies and he wanted to kind of flex his acting chops and he famously had a following out with Harold Ramis when they had uh, disagreeing views on groundhog day and I think this movie was one of those last comedies. So I think he was kind of like done and was almost like phoning it in 
during parts of this movie. And that, that's what makes this movie kind of fine. I think the premise is funnier than any of the actual jokes. It's not it's this movie is like lighthearted. I, I almost wouldn't even call it a comedy. It's more it's almost like a family family movie. drama with this lightheartedness. Is a family movie. Yeah. It, not really comedy and not they're not going for laughs necessarily. Um it's got the kid from it's Hook. Ch- it's uh chuckles, not laughs. Right. It's a, yeah, it's, it's like a lighthearted a, feel-good movie rather than like a comedy. Yeah, it's not a terrible, terrible movie. It's, it's really just not. not. Doesn't leave much of an impression when you're yeah. done watching it. it I don't know. I, this movie kind of impressed upon me that like you kind of got to be flexible. Like Richard Dreyfuss is not flexible at all in this movie, and he just is not willing to bend, and he breaks. In the movie, and like at the end, he's fucking like catatonic in a fucking mental institution. And <laughs> that, that. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like that's the that's the message. It's like you gotta be flexible, uh, baby steps. And like almost all things. And he's just uh, he's alienating himself from everybody mm-hmm. while Bob is ingratiating himself with everybody. Like you know, every single step he takes to get rid of Bob only ingratiates him more with his family and and. Uh, I thought there was a kind of funny part in the t- like Bob shows up in the town and he's kind of aided by a, a couple that are locals in this town in this, in this vacation kind of village. And he's aided by this couple that wanted to buy Richard Dreyfuss's vacation home before he bought it, but he just swooped it out. So Bob is enabled by this bitter couple who are just like watching uh, Richard Dreyfuss's downfall and enjoying it the whole time. I thought that was kind of funny. Those, those people just show up in the lake on in the lake in their kayak, just laughing and pointing. Every time, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I yeah. thought that was a pretty great part. That's awesome. And then, this is the reason why, like, he knows where the house is. Yeah, like this movie's oh. a cautionary tale. Like, no matter how much you think you got it figured out, you might have something to learn. No matter how fucking smart you are, how fucking hard you work to get where you are, mm-hmm. you might have something else to learn from somebody that you might dismiss completely. Right? That's like the message of this movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No one's above it all, you know? Yeah. Yep. Let me ask y'all this. Mm-hmm. If y'all had a guess, if y'all had a guess, how old was, was Richard Dreyfuss when he shot this movie? Take a, take a guess. Uh, he looks about 50 in this yeah, movie. that's what I was going to say. I was wondering if his character was supposed to be older. He was 44 years old, and I was like, 44 is looking rough in 1990 or whenever the fuck this came out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like he's rocking the full white beard, making him look older. I think, uh, like Bill Murray is probably older than him. I, Maybe he's almost younger. You know, uh, I just thought that was weird. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus. I don't know why I thought he was older than he is. He just made an appearance at Pensacon just last month, even. So really, yeah. Cool. Okay, it's a couple of years. Bill Murray's like two years younger than Dreyfus, but yeah, I, I, it was like an old movie. <laughs> it was throwing me off. But anyways, I enjoyed the movie a lot, even though it's not laugh out loud, raunchous yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's, it's got a sweet message. I, I I enjoyed the message a lot. It's one to watch with the fam, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a family flick. I could I could watch this one with you know For the family. 
with the, the older kid. <laughs> it's a movie about family. Movie. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Like the the, the the guy that plays the kid in this movie, he acted with like two of the comedy greats before Ruin he was like home, 16 Jack. years old, right? Yeah. Like Bill Murray <laughs> and Robin <laughs> Williams. Yeah. My didn't do shit. Yeah. yeah, he's probably like a son of like a producer or some shit. And I don't, I don't know where child actors come from, but I just always assume they're like born into the biz. Mostly, yeah. Mostly. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's what about Bob is a great movie. It's great. Yeah, Watch that, it. That so, kid is probably now a grown man that produces shitty TV shows now. No, he's a lawyer now. Didn't y'all look this up? Oh, he's a lawyer. This. He's like a lawyer to the stars. Is he? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. He was also in uh, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. That's like one that. of his last hmm. movies. Hold on. I don't remember. Well, some What's his well, name? Y'all talk about somebody in one of these movies, and they're like, it's a lawyer. Maybe, I don't know. But he's probably a lawyer. Charlie else Corsmo. Yeah. Let's see. What is <laughs> chat thing about these? <laughs> he's got such a stupid face. <laughs> I, I can picture sorry. his adult That's face mean, right now. But it's oh, man. Because <laughs> he, you know, he's such However, an adorable boy. Look at his ass now. He's now the age of Richard Dreyfuss was when he shot the movie, right? Does he look like 50? Oh, man. Oh, it just, it, everything, everything grows up the chin. That's true. Yeah, it's got a weak chin. You're going to can't see he, that. Mike, he's like, that way. I'm sorry. Where'd the chin go? <laughs> he's, he's rich. I can make fun of rich people. They have right. feelings. They got money. Stop punching down when they're rich. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. chat liked clerks <laughs> three to one. Of they did. I like clerks three to one. I like clerks three to what one. What about Bob? <laughs> that's actually a very good ratio to how much I like clerks to what about Bob? Three yeah, to one. You know, that's pretty it. That's pretty it's much great. it. Um, sorry, I was too busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's mean y'all are mean i shouldn't laugh at that man like that all right all right so yeah, yeah, voted. also if you can't say yeah you need to watch yourself you need to check all yourselves everybody knows i look amazing okay and there's nothing anybody could make fun of me but my looks okay it's true, uh, folks. <laughs> it's true folks um Chat said clerks, correct? Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, so what are you guys saying? Clerks. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying clerk clerks. Twice. Eric said clerks. Justin? I'm going, what about Bob? It's a better movie. Uh, and I would love a video. Is there a message in clerks? Like, what's the message? Like, don't kill yourself in your shitty job. Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the message? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There you go. I know. That's, that's why I like. I don't know. Or what about Bob Better? Uh, Argo, what are you saying? Um, I really like Justin's take, but just because of my age and the nostalgia, I'm I'm going with Clerks. Clerks. I'm playing right, the age card. Message of Clerks is don't sell Justin, yourself short. I'm going the opposite. The you, you're a, your fucking ass got family and kids. You're going to need to look back at that movie and be like, oh, I'm evaluating shit wrong. 
And look listen. at how I'm treating shit because it helped me the message of course, well, we already we already covered that. When I talked about how it reminded me of myself when I was a complete low life loser with zero ambition in the world, just whining yeah. and complaining about my exactly. station in life rather than doing anything. That's the message of clerks. Don't just whine about your station in life. Do something that Randall's Randall's that. whole like uh, rant at the end of the movie is like, oh, poor fucking you. All you fucking do is complain. You're not supposed to be here today. Shut the fuck up. You don't like where you're at. Do something about it. And that's that's the that's a good message right there um even though the other message is don't be like randall i mean yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, really don't be like randall kind of the same message that uh, randall's wanting Randall's the opposite of Dante in a lot of ways because he's where it's because he wants to be there. He doesn't want to improve his lot in life. He wants it. So he's the same like low life, do nothing. He's just okay, fine. happy about it. Yeah. What about Bob? I'll vote for it. Yeah? Yep. All We're right. still not going to win, Justin. Nope. That's okay. But hey, these have been uh, pretty what, split down the middle. Here, this is a half debate podcast. And like, I honestly felt more sorry for the Bill Murray character for the really? first forty-five minutes. He seemed fine at the end, and everybody loved him, and he had no because problem. Because of my own things that I suffer in the same manners that he was. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just gonna like. Oh, have y'all ever? Have you guys ever like just dislike somebody that everybody else just doesn't pick up on this dislike at all? It's like that's what I was thinking about the whole movie. I was like, yep, yeah, this happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What's our next heat? Um. Let's see here. I'm gonna hit this poll going. Yeah, Yo-ho. it's a poll going. I'm just taking a look at chat real quick. Redacted says both movies are kind of about not taking life too seriously. BC3 Productions says Clerks is about representation. That's interesting. Like, all like, white, the all white cast. <laughs> poor so. people. I class representation. Me. Poor people represent. Uh, okay, there we go. I'm for it. Let me take a look here. Uh, we're going into round two, heat number three. We're looking at Office Space versus Tommy Boy. So let's take a look at the trailer for Office Space. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Office Space, boy. Oh, this movie. This movie is not even so much comedy as it is just like uh, an educational film on what you will encounter entering the American workforce. It's just a documentary. It's not this is not fiction, right? You will encounter this stuff. And this is the stuff the people, the white collar people have to deal with, right? This So as bad as it is for them, right? There's a whole class of people below them, right? (laughs) This movie uh, is about what our Ron Livingston character, he's got a shit job. He hates it. It's pretty simple. And uh, he's got like all the douchebags at work and all of the, he's got uh, eight bosses. He says like four bosses. <laughs> the scene. <laughs> Great scene at the beginning where two people come by and show him about the same problem. Yeah. Over and over. Like everybody's been there. Like, right. That is so triggering for me because having worked for the state, 
I know what that's like to have just like a smattering of middle managers and middle managers are the worst because they think they're the hottest shit ever and they don't have anything better to do with their day than harass you. Well, they have no so, responsibilities themselves. I'm, I'm, not right. a state <laughs> I'm not a state employee, but I'm, I'm government employee adjacent. Yeah. And I just being in the periphery. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I don't know how I've okay, folks. I'm, I grew up a construction worker. I, I have told my boss that I would kick his ass to his face and kept my job. So yeah. spoiler movie. alert, the the penultimate ending of this movie is him quitting office work to go be a construction worker. You know, that's mm-hmm. the happy ending is becoming a, a construction worker. <laughs> so yeah, this movie is really really very similar to Clerks, right? It has almost mm-hmm. an identical message, right? And it's like kind of make something of yourself. And in this movie, he gets like oh, the wake up call by going to a uh, he gets hypnotized mm-hmm. into pretty much not giving any fucks, just zero fucks given, right? And uh, and the hypnotist fucking dies on the spot. Yeah, and while not he's able to unhypnotize him, <laughs> right? So therefore, he goes about his life giving zero fucks, right? And like oddly, he seems to like fail upwards after that. His career path fucking skyrockets right he gets a promotion even as the fucking company he works at in a tech is laying off people it's wild <laughs> it's just a perfect lampooning of corporate culture in this movie yes right and like just to get to the plot real fast like they uh as he gets like him and his friends he tells his friends he's getting promoted and they're getting fired and they hatch this plot to uh, introduce a virus into their software to uh, round off all the, the amount of these transactions and siphon that money into their account pretty much, right? They are expecting mm-hmm. it to be a small amount of money, unnoticeable. However, due to, to a glitch or some other reason, they end up with $300,000 stolen from the company in their <laughs> account. <laughs> it's like red alert. Yeah. And like... As the, the the as they go to like pretty much confess it, the building gets burned down by Milton, who before <laughs> that threatens to burn the building down if they take a stapler, which does happen. They take a stapler. Milton fucking ends up lighting the building on fire, and they get away scot free because it just happens to be at the same time that he returns the check to him. The building catches fire, and they're like free to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this movie is just too good. It's it's, um, and they're kind of so, egged on by the incidental success of one of their former coworkers, who is like a klutz. He gets like injured at work or something like that, and he's able to sue the company. Well, 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 he figures out he's getting laid off, right? And uh-huh. he decides he's going to kill himself that day by uh, asphyxiating himself in his garage, right? Oh. His wife finds him in the garage and he decides he wants to live. And as okay. he's going to work for his last day to get fired, he gets fucking T-boned in his car <laughs> and gets a huge settlement. So he's well-to-do. Oh, okay. Now. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the story with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so even though he's like this miserable guy who tried to kill himself, they're like... 
lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, yep. That's hilarious. Real fucked up. <laughs> yeah. They show him in the cast, the whole body cast and shit. He's all fucked up. And they're just yeah. so it's they're like jealous of him. <laughs> I've been there too. I've like, if you hated your job, and you've ever like hated the job to the point that you're driving to work hoping you get into a car crash so you just don't have to go to work anymore. Then like you know what it's like to be in this you movie. Know. Like I've been there working for the yeah. goddamn state and just hoping like please made me a little bit. Just made me a little bit. So I'm <laughs> yeah. It's Lay not me a good set of for a week or so. Let me get some time off of this shit. Yes. And now, now let now let me tell you guys the real highlight of this movie. His neighbor, Ron Livingston character's neighbor, is played by Diedrich Bader. A legend. And he's a construction worker. Yeah. He's like a construction worker guy. Like a salt of the earth. Fucking <laughs> good buddy. Next Fucking door. A, man. Fucking A, man. And uh, it's a funny joke where like the the wall the uh fucking walls in his apartment are paper thin, right? And he's just like Hey, would you mind? Like, just come over if you want to talk. Like, let's just pretend we can't hear each other through the walls. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like casually talking through the wall as if they're in the same room. Yeah. It's just all the little jokes like that that, that this movie a comedy. Otherwise, it's just sad. It would just be sad. It's just that genius writing by Mike Judge. Yeah. That makes this movie just almost too perfect because it, it captures all of the sadness but still puts a smile on your face with the comedic writing. Uh, great characters. There's one of his friends is named Michael Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> that a funny scene with that. Yeah. He's already sick of hearing about it. And he's got a, when the, what are they called? What are the bosses the called? The Bobs. When the Bobs are yep. like, Oh, have you ever heard of Michael Bolton? And he's just like, uh-huh. yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> they ask him what song he likes, and he's like, I like all of them. <laughs> he doesn't know a single one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, this game thing about this movie is great. Even the supporting cast, like Gary Cole playing Lumberg, his shitbag boss. Mm, Chef's Kiss, also just too good. Yes. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Too well. Yes. Too well. I love so- Gary Cole. Because you just want to punch him in the face. It's like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, spot on. Yep. So it's- I was in the sports authority buying some ammo a long time ago, and a guy that looked just, I mean, to the T, looked just like Milton, comes up and gets a box of the rifle ammo from right beside me. And me and the wife like just look at each other. <laughs> like, uh, oh. Where's Milton going with his ammo? Watch this! Watch the fuck out! Give yeah, him back his fucking stapler right now! now! Somebody yeah. stole his stapler for the last time! Oh, no. oh. not having this shit! Oh boy! Speaking of Milton, right? In this movie, Milton ends up with the check with the three hundred thousand dollar check. Right in the movie, they slide the they slide the uh, check under under a lumberg's door to return it. Right, and Milton stumbles in there before he sets the fire. Right, and we don't know until the very last scene of the movie after the building burns down. Milton's on a beach, and next to him on a little table is an envelope 
And he even mentions he's got a traveler's check there. So Milton ends up with the money. So Milton gets his <laughs> at the end. It's pretty funny. Nice. Nice. That's good. A little happy ending for Milton because you're like cheering for him the whole time. He's like, uh, the, our the main characters. Yeah. Our main characters are complaining about how bad they got it the whole time. Meanwhile, Milton over here in the periphery is getting it worse than anybody. And he's taking like a champ until he finally just snaps. Yeah, Milton is Lumber's whip- whipping boy. He's there like, yeah. first they put boxes in his cubicle and they, then they move him to the fucking basement. Right? Hey, come to find out the Bobs, the consultants they, they hire to fire people, fucking find out that Milton should have been fired like years ago, but due to an accounting error, he's just been getting a paycheck. Oh, he fell so through the cracks. Up. Yeah, that's <laughs> Milton's story. So like... <laughs> And guess and guess what? The Bobs decide to just fix the accounting error. A shitty. This is, this is some. This is some shitty corporate bullshit that w- would really happen if this happened. Yep. They'd be like, "Yeah, we're not going to fire him. We're not going to go through that. We're just going to just cut the checks just, off. Just stop paying." Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Oh so, god. Yeah, this is just all the big thing corporate, to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it only this movie wouldn't be palatable without all the great writing and comedy by uh, Mike Judge wrote in there. Otherwise, it would just be sad. No felt. No felt margaritas. (laughs) Mike Judge is one of those creators that I often forget is as masterful as he is. Whenever I'm listing off my favorite people in Hollywood, I often forget about Mike Judge. And I don't know why, because he's made some of my favorite media in all of Hollywood. Idiocracy, King of the Hill, uh, Office Space. Uh, There's probably some more I'm forgetting. Oh, Silicon Mm -hmm. Valley, which is more recent, but I love it a lot. Just he's just a writer and a half, and I really got to hand it to him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention, there's like a there's a pretty cool um, Around early noughties, like 2004, they made a World of Warcraft commercial featuring a scene from this movie. And the only thing that they changed was in this movie, there's a scene where playing Tetris on his computer and Lumberg comes by to like chew him about something and he just doesn't care. Well, they changed the screen to he's playing World of Warcraft in the commercial. Really? <laughs> it's a very great, <laughs> effective commercial. One of the best commercials I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember you this. While at work. You don't remember that? Oh, wow. No, I don't. Well, I gotta. I'm gonna check that out. Check out the commercials. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, I, this movie is a heavy hitter in my heart, and it's up against a movie that is not. Um, this is up against Tommy Boy. Let's go ahead oh. and watch the the trailer yeah. for two and a half minutes. Come on. Strap in, boys. <laughs> Dropping the whole movie here. Strap in. It's about two and a half minutes worth of plot in this movie. Holy second, Rob Lowe and Rob Harley. Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. 90s comedy. Uh, this in the nineties. Doing blow together. Yeah. <laughs> in the nineties, uh, these comedy movies were less written and more just vessels for ex comedian to just do their shtick. And it, it was every Adam Sandler movie, 
didn't need writing. It was just a vessel for Adam Sandler to go. Oh, 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 oh. And this Tommy boy, no writing. It's just a vessel for Chris Farley to go. Oh, do his shtick. And, you know, that's that's what it is. It is it is that. So if you like Chris Farley going, oh, then here's your movie, baby. Um, I didn't hate this movie, but uh, that's about all I got to say about this movie. <laughs> like the best thing you can say. Uh, For me, it's another one of those that very, very poorly aged. It just like, had nothing. I, I, I think it was kind of shitty back then, bro. Like it kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I never watched it as like a Chris small Farley. kid. Honestly, like the the worst part of it isn't Chris Farley going, oh, oh it's fucking David Spade. I've never liked David Spade complaining the whole damn time. Yeah, I mean, that's another if thing. He could possibly put him with somebody better. You got like a you know, like these two guys of Farley, and then it could have been better. But David Spade, eh. and he's the one you know dropping the hard R's and being a dick yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that's cool. another thing that kept taking me out of the whole fucking thing. Is it just? It was very abusive and derogatory towards any literally any kind of fucking mental handicap of any type. Like yeah. they just was throwing them all at the wall. Any one of them they could fit into the fit into an insult, they were shoving it in there. This movie's got a small handful of not jokes. There's no jokes in this movie. There's what I would call routines. Uh, they're just Chris Farley routines. He's doing the fat guy in a little coat. And like, mm-hmm. I just remember, I just remember people just uh, 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 just beside themselves with laughter mm-hmm. over this fat Which, guy yeah. in a little coat. Not, like, that was the, a, a spoof off of the down van down by a river. Yeah. Fucking character. Yeah. They and always had that coat that was way too small. He's doing that same dance. Maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe it's me. Maybe I am broken and I'm unable to feel joy in this life. Uh, um, I mean, no, 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 no. This movie, nah. I think adults in the 90s were like, what is this garbage movie? You're just an adult now. And you watch this movie. <laughs> like, you and, I think it you might thought, have something to do with it. If you didn't feel joy during Dumb and Dumber, we would, have a, we would be worried. Yeah, but, okay, so okay. We're good. All we're right. good. I'm alive. You're, you're okay. Okay. There's a pulse there. We're good. Um, okay. This movie was 100% for middle schoolers and high schoolers. No. Yeah. Oh, yes. Isn't this an, another was, of the Michael movies? Grade. Yeah, I believe it is. He was so an SNL going, writer, wasn't he? So, no, he's, he's the, the Lord and God of SNL. He's the creator. Yeah. Lord Michael. He is SNL. Oh, right. okay. So this is a problem with these SNL movies, right? Is like 
when you're doing a, a skit show like SNL, you do every week, right? You can go, you can run with a joke that might not be that good, right? Because mm-hmm. we're doing another show next week. Speaking <laughs> of which, we're doing another show next week. Tune in. Hey. But, you know? hey. So it doesn't work when you're like using that same editing process to make a, a feature film, right? Like these jokes did, these same jokes did work on SNL because they did them on SNL. And they're like, hey, we're going to do this in the film, in the theater now. It's, that's, that's the difference. And it'll be better. But it doesn't work at all. They're just, these jokes should have died on the like writer's room floor. Like, yeah, that's the problem with this movie. They think it's small. They're thinking TV. Entire scenes. Like the only, the, the most fun I had watching this movie, admittedly, was Farley Routines. And it's the, um, when they're in the airplane and they're, they, mm-hmm. They need to go to Chicago, but they don't have the money to go to Chicago. So they sneak onto the plane. They uh, act like um, attendants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he puts on the life preserver and he chokes himself out and he gets stuck in the bathroom and he's flushing himself down the toilet. And it's just like, OK, he's struggling because he's fat. It's entertaining enough. But there's no jokes. They're not jokes. They're just slapstick yeah, uh, struggling. Let's laugh at the fat guy. There's a couple um, things that are like joke adjacent, like also, which a lot, all these like Lauren Michael movies have a lot of. Like, you can, if you don't have a joke, you can do a reference. If you don't have a joke, you can do physical comedy. Yeah. <laughs> which eats up a lot of time. So that's a great one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, Whatever. That's what this movie is like. And like, Everybody, like even today, like people my age talk about this movie with such reverence, like it's just such a masterpiece. And I just kind of got to peer at them like, when's the last time you saw this movie? And they're like, oh, I don't know, 20 years or so, but it's great. And I'm like, watch it again. They were dying and they were really fucking stoned from smoking a lot of shitty weed out of a fucking paper towel tube. (laughs) Like a lot of these movies. David Spade is just always giving the driest performance like Thanksgiving turkey that's been in for five (laughs) hours, bro. Like, get the fuck (laughs) out of here. It's always the same shit. Christmas vacation, and like it looks delicious and plump, and you cut it open, and it's just desiccated and on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great amount. That's what I think about these movies. Like some of them, yeah, yeah, like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. I don't know. See what Chat thought, you guys. Oh, I saw what Chat thought, and I gave him a look. They like Tommy Boy. Oh, you! I, there was a look when I noticed as well. I was like, <laughs> I had to oh, give man, him a look. I miss this. Uh, I y'all getting the side eye tonight, chat? Go over here and read the synopsis. I was like, what? What am I looking for? <laughs> so, no, that's okay. Because there's nothing I can say about this movie. I don't want to. Like, we, we invite chat for a reason because they have a a point of view. You know, the same same as us, and and. Part of part of what makes our show magical is seeing the contrast between our critical eye and chat's populist eye. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. So it, that's what makes the show tick. Um, so how do, how do you guys feel? 
between uh, these two movies. Space. Uh, this was not even fair uh, as well. It was the office space the is a masterpiece. Comedy was easier. Yeah. The physical comedy was easier to deal with than David Spade freaking calling him freaking hard arsler every yeah. freaking twenty minutes. Uh, this I, I laughed at Chris Farley jokes sometimes when he got to get his comeback, like when he catches David Spade in the window. Uh, yeah. And he has all of the, the references to masturbating. Oh yeah. Okay. That I was kind of funny. I kind of chuckled a little bit yeah. of that. Cause it was like, aha, got you, you fucking bitch. <laughs> that, okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. David Spade is pe- peeping at a lady mm-hmm. at, in the hotel who decides to take a skinny dip in the pool. And David Spade is which it's, also <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a public pool. They're in a hotel, I mean, you know. I mean, it, that is what it is. I'm not going to get into that. Um, I mean, I just feel like Tommy Boy. Maybe this one thing, if he just looked out there, it was like, oh, look at that. But this no, is he's over there with the with the curtain around him. Like, oh, daddy likey, huh? Yeah, it's just that's the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of a mis- a mismatch in this heat if tommy boy were up against something like airheads you know we might have more of a competition here not, but not office, even because uh, no, he's airheads, way better airheads, in airheads even even uh chris farley is way better in airhead you you're, you're right you're right about yeah. that but the point i'm trying to make is office space is a cut above office oh, yeah. space is a masterpiece in my opinion it is like it, it, it is it is well written it is well acted. There's actual jokes. It's not just a bunch of physical comedy, the, the, which is just recycled from SNL and every other movie that oh, yeah. Chris Farley is in. Office Space is it stands alone at, as at the pinnacle of comedy, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. it, there's no question for me mm-hmm. what I'm okay. voting for. Yeah, yeah, I bump office space. Have to. Oh yeah, office space lends this one by a long shot. Yeah, but, in Argo, but you know, Argo, you going for office space as well? Of course. Yeah, All no, right. office space is one of those movies that definitely, definitely made me appreciate the fact. I didn't even watch that this week because I, I sat down for like five minutes and I recalled it all in my head and I was like, "Yep, that all really yeah. holds up." That's good. That's good. That's good. That's the good stuff. That made me appreciate the, the fact that I was in a career where I could just, you know, go get in a fist fight with the guy on lunch break. It's go back to work and no, nobody gets fired, much less gets the cops called. He now says, did family guy get the housekeeping joke? I don't know, maybe. What, subscribe for 21 months? Holy snakies. Big Buddy Bjorn, thank you. Big Buddy Bjorn, killing it. That's the VIP right there. Right. Everybody dog. in chat, let's get a hype, big hype for Big Buddy Bjorn. That's how you do it. Um, let me take a look. Where are we? All right, so that's gonna make twenty points for Office Space. Chats very generous. Five points for Tommy Boy. That's why we love you, chat, because you're so fucking generous. 
you know, you know, you like to support the underdog sometimes. Heat number four, we're looking at Kingpin versus Billy Madison. This is on one of our most lopsided lists ever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy moly. We actually did that. Oh, boy. Speaking of... uh, Paul is live. Speaking of movies that I remember liking a whole lot more than I actually like, let's go ahead and take a look at Billy Madison. (laughs) Holy shnikes. Wow. That's another one of those movies that people mm-hmm. my age universally say, Billy Madison's a great movie. You know, like Adam Sandler? What about Billy Madison? <clears throat> and for a long time, I thought I liked this movie. Um, I watched it this week, and there's really nothing that I like about this movie at all. Uh, I sat through the entire thing this week. And that movie is pretty irredeemable. Like I couldn't make I, it all the way through. I mean that. Like there is nothing entertaining about this movie except for one part. There's one part I really enjoy, and that is the guy that hosts their little like quiz decathlon, mm-hmm. and he gives that whole like nothing you said made any sense, and no At one no understands. <laughs> yeah, no, no point, point in anything you said for, for listening to that. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about the entire movie that I had just watched. Yeah, so that's that why was... that resonates with me. Um, it's just bad. Well, anybody else got anything else to say? Are we done? <laughs> I can be done. When I say irredeemable, I mean, like I really mean it. Man. Like, yeah, no, Adam Sandler turned loose on his own and in large doses is just. <sighs> I mean, this movie is marginally better than Waterboy. Like, they have a grown like a because he just wants to instead of you know the alternative there yeah um so that's the best thing i could say that's what i was gonna say in this movie he's not disabled like like the joke is in Waterboy. he's just a slacker he's just an alcoholic he's just an idiot and that's really the best thing i can say about this movie Uh, yeah Yeah, yeah. No, the, and I'm not even out fan. of a hundred jokes in this movie are just cringe. Oh, like, hype just, train is close. Sorry like, to interrupt, but Chad is out there. Big Buddy Bjorn is is leading. He's he's the hype train conductor out there. He is killing it. Hell yeah. Um. <sighs> Chat says yeah. Happy Gilmore is better than this. Which one is? I, Happy I need to Gilmore? watch Happy Gilmore. It's the golf the movie. Golf the golf one. Oh man, yeah. I'm getting these three movies mixed up. These three between Waterboy, this, and Happy Gilmore. I'm like, they're different. Okay, maybe Happy Gilmore is better. Maybe that's what we're remembering. No, ha- maybe uh, Happy Gilmore I mean, we'll is the 
the angry scream and cuss hockey player goes golf. Oh, is I that mean, what it is? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's some better. We, we than could this. go just take the deep dive retrospective and get it out of the way. Find out <laughs> how much of or isn't Adam okay. Sandler a piece of shit. He's fine. Uh, he makes shitty movies. Happy Gilmore is a moderately better movie, just in the fact that he isn't predicated on making fun of uh, mental disabilities. Well, it's like making fun of kids, and this is like okay to make fun of kids because they're born fucking stupid too. So, oh, no, well, it, it's at least in this movie, she fucking grabs him up by the ear and she's like, "You're not gonna make fun of kids." Yeah. But then they let him get away with it for the first like 30, 45 minutes of the movie. But then when she snatches him up by the ear, that's it. Mm. Which is kind of cool. But like, I, well, I would like to see somebody press Adam Sandler with these questions today and see if he either, you know, doubled down on it. No way. Or if he was like, yeah, no, that shit was fucking wrong. No, absolutely. He wouldn't even he wouldn't even bother to answer. He would just continue counting money and planning his next paycheck party for him and his friends. Like, and you know Ah. what? People like Adam Sandler give me hope as a talentless hack myself. I pray (laughs) I would be so lucky to be as successful as that talentless hack. You know what I'm saying? He gives me hope. There's hope for me that I might get just fucking lucky and make money doing nothing. Like, so yeah, there's hope. We should all be so lucky is what I'm trying to say. Anytime you think you should stop doing what you're doing, just think Adam Sandler didn't stop. And look how <laughs> exactly. fucking rich he is now. He gets yeah. paid millions of dollars to hang out with his fucking buddies in paradise. Yeah. So don't stop. Follow your hot. Dr. Jones. So and even though he's a talentless hack, he gets to like believe. tell that story about how he got fired from SNL, went on to make millions and billions of dollars going. Like, I'm not like it's definitely not right to make those jokes or whatever. But in the 90s, like for that money, I think y'all would have made those jokes, too. Like, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, y'all, the 90s, none, none of I us knew better in the nineties. None of us knew better. Let's not pretend any of us were any better in the fucking 90s. in the nineties, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And you know what? But now we know better. It's real easy it's to be principled when you're poor. Somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's real easy to have principles when you're poor. Like it's one of those things that the less money you have, the easier you can afford it. It's principles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If someone offered yeah. me a million dollars. I would probably be pretty quick to sell out a lot of my principles that I'm standing on my high horse and looking down from my ivory tower, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, so and we're looking at these movies. I mean, we like did now. now and we know better now. We know better now. But, but let's I, I don't that's think that's the, the point of, of ever ever randomly be sitting and like look at somebody and be like, stop looking at me, Schwan. <laughs> Argo does Too many times. an excellent Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, you should really start there. Personator. You're in the wrong line of work, my friend. I guess you're it's in the right line of work now. because he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because he's not doing anything. <laughs> it's easy because he's an idiot. Yeah, well, you guys ready to talk about a good movie? Yeah. Because Kingpin is phenomenal. Like, yeah. Ch- I watched Chad, it have again. you guys even seen this movie? 
Kingpin is so good. Let's look at it. Let's let's take a quick peek at this trailer for Kingpin. Oh man. Kingpin. Now, this is one of those movies I was worried about going in because this is a movie. There are certain movies that I was introduced to by my dad. And like though like those that short list of movies is on a high shelf in my memory because my, you know, my dad showed them to me. So I've like there, there's that bias right off the bat. And this is, this is one, this is a big one. This is a big dad movie for me. So I was worried when I went to watch it again this week that it wouldn't hold up to my film heat critical brain, but I was very happy to report that it does hold up. This is a funny movie. It's got actual jokes, jokes that made me laugh. Jokes that made me at least breathe sharply out of my nose. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of jokes and they, they avoid going to low hanging fruit, like punching down a lot. I mean, I'm not gonna say they don't ever in the movie because there's so many jokes in the movie, right? Y'all might find one that y'all was offended by or whatever, but I don't remember any like, uh, there's no slurs. I don't think. Um, no, Fairly Brothers, uh, like, yeah, they know comedy and they know how to not do it cheaply, right? Yeah. These guys are masters of comedy and like, they're almost like the two horsemen of comedy now. I wish they would get back into making them. <laughs> ah, this movie. So what, like, I was just running through the plot, I guess, like was quickly. It, it's about uh, Roy Munson. He's a, he's an all-star like bowler in the seventies, right? Like college mm -hmm. age bowler. All right. And he, he fucking like leaves home to go on the bowling circuit. Right. And he's doing well until he meets, uh, Ernie McCracken, uh, Bill Murray's character. Yeah. Bill, my, my favorite character Bill Murray has ever played even better than Peter Venkman to me. Right. That's me personally. And who, and big Ern uh, introduces him to the like CD underbed of like the bowling scene, right? Like after hours betting <laughs> bowling for sharks. Money. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, and they, and they get their fucking comeuppance when they, uh, and they start hustling people. Right. Because like big urn who knows how to hustle people and fucking, uh, you know, the other guy who's a great bowler, they hustle these uh, guys to the bowling alley one night and <laughs> who happens to be a preacher. <laughs> and like, just going back to the, uh, like the shallow act pool of actors that the Farley brothers pull from. The guy that plays the preacher in the beginning. It's the same guy that plays in uh, 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 Dumb and Dumber. It's like the fucking like, Swanson's dad, dad. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so, right. Like, I thought the, the whole family's here, right? And uh, they, they figure out, they swindled him, and Big Earn betrays fucking Roy, Roy Munson by fucking, uh, he's like, well, it's time to face the music. And they get out of the car, and he fucking, as Roy gets out of the car, uh, Ernie fucking drives away and leaves him to his fate. They end up fucking like sticking his hand in a ball return and he gets mangled and they cut to the future and he's a fucking like degenerate now selling bowling supplies and he's got a prosthetic hand. <laughs> this movie. And he does end up discovering an Amish kid who's a bowling prodigy. He takes him on a, a trip across the country to win the bowling championship. And, uh, Fucking, that's how you have to watch the movie to find out the rest after that. Fucking great. Yeah. So many like, jokes, like fish out of water jokes. 
like uh, Ishmael, the Irish kid. It's just like joke heavy environment. This movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. We got a full on hype train going in the chat. Wow. We, that is amazing. You guys, um, you guys are too good to us. Level three complete. This is, this is, like, this is new to uh, us. Yeah. This is all. I don't think I've ever seen this. Yeah, we, we have we have first ever. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. This is the first ever for film heat for sure. And <laughs> what just for you panelists who might not be aware, what this is gonna do is put us on the front page when you got when you have a hype train going. So oh, that's gonna show get some new eyes on us there. That is amazing. So amazing. Thank you guys. So, so what do you guys think so about Because um, I'm just like a simp for it. Like same, always me, forever. I'm, if you guys don't know, Justin and I are brothers. Like I are like blood brothers. <laughs> so same dad. So that yeah. dad, that dad anecdote applies to both of us. <laughs> We're a little biased. However, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to know what other people. Think. I yeah, like this one. Go ahead, Eric. I like this one probably more than Dumb and Dumber. Thank you. Really? Love you, Eric. Really? I, I don't yes. know if I'd go that far, honestly, Same. even though I, I love Kingpin. But yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting. It's all right. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to like explain exactly why, but something about this one... Uh, I don't know. It sticks a little better with me. I think the reason this movie works so well for me is because, like, yes, there's a lot of gross-out humor, and that's not everybody's bag, right? However, there's different levels of it, right? There's straight up. I'm just going to show it to you. The gross with like the landlady scene, right? He's <laughs> nasty landlady to pay his rent because he's down bad, right? There's scenes like that. Right. Oh, oh, and then that scene, Hello Darkness, my old friend plays. I think it might be one of the first times they play that as like, uh, I'm down bad, Hello Darkness. <laughs> but, and then there's scenes for like when he's on the farm and he's like, I milked your cow. I milked your cow. Got up early. Hilarious. You know, he got a, he's got a milk mustache, right? And then the payoff is after the fact, after he's already fucking turned the bucket up, drinking it. And the says, we don't have a cow. We got we a bull. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to go, go brush my teeth. <laughs> they give the jokes, like, the time to play mm-hmm. out and develop it. They slow burn out the jokes, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the opposite would be another movie on our list, Basketball, which is just like, choke, 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 funny. This is funny, gross. Like, they don't have the timing right. This movie is like, mm. yeah a masterpiece of like comedic timing. Yeah. They, you know, they let the jokes breathe a little bit. Yeah. Jokes need I mean? a setup, a payoff, and then they need like a cool down, like ideally. Yeah. And this movie yeah, uh, has that. There's, there's a lot of movies that try to just machine gun jokes at you. Like, it's like old school fucking coked up Robin Williams stand up. Just machine gunning jokes at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you you get to maybe laugh at one out of ten. Correct. Yep. 
there's not a lot of movies that do that that slow burn on the jokes just let it play and it's it's all kind of jokes it's like small quick ones in the back oh, and like you might not level five, like, right. absolutely that this is amazing from somebody who like worships that um style of like bowling alleys and yeah. When he's like, what, what what kind of bowling alley is this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I am laughing because like, we don't have. We don't have the know. novelty machines in the men's room anymore. Like, <laughs> what, what kind of a bowling alley is it? I like, I love that style. Like, I also love I, the Big Lebowski. Like, that style, that flow yeah. of, like, the bowling scene is just always really, I've always been enamored with it. I just don't think that this one, it is just, it's just like, here's Dumb and Dumber and here's Kingpin. It's just like, they're yeah. right. Fucking, you see, like, the, I'm there, but right I'm here, just dude. like, I'm the other yeah, you know, the other layer. Like it, you're here, and I'm like that. And it might be like the same for me. I'd have a hard time. To me, I don't think Dumb and Dumber. Like I feel like you can kind of see where the jokes are going and coming from a little easier. I don't know how to. How Dumb and to Dumber was that. also made to be, I think, a little bit more, a uh, little bit easier for kids. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, more yeah. jokes that are just far away, not funny jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, like Kingpin is definitely for adults, for sure, for, for sure. Adults. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Adults, adults. Adults. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about adult adults. My favorite is got to be punched in the titties. <laughs> like, yeah, what you doing, Mister Munson? Flossin, <laughs> flossin. Where'd I get Munson from? Like I <laughs> laughed out loud when I heard that joke yeah. again. Like that shit is so <sighs> good. But you know, you wouldn't know it from the way we're talking, but this movie is actually up against Billy Madison, not Dumb and Dumber. We'll get there. I'm pretty yes. sure we're going to have a Ferrelli brother showdown, but <laughs> let's go ahead and, and, and count these up right quick and see what we've got. Um, chat voted for Billy Madison what? Are, are any of you guys voting for Billy Madison? <laughs> no. Uh, I didn't think you, so. Oh, of course. We, we, have, we got mad love for chat. Love you guys. I'm just very confused. So, number five. Uh, we're looking at Wayne's World. Film heat. Film heat. Party time. Excellent. I meant to cold open with that this time, but totally slipped my mind. One of these days, I'm going to get my intros down pat. Wait, hang on a second. So we're done with that last one. And, yeah. And, uh, Kingpin one, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I just want to announce that. Oh, so we're going to the next bracket. Oh, into Wayne's Let's do the vertical screen change. Wow. Somebody thinks we're thirsty. Wait, what, which one is this? Wayne's World versus what? This is Wayne's World versus Dumb and Dumber. Okay. It's a hard one for me, y'all. Well, kind of. They put kinda. me against Dumb and Dumber twice. Let's go ahead and watch the trailer for Wayne's World. All right. Wait, see? <laughs> yeah, that was an appropriate trailer. This movie is so aware of itself. Yeah, it is. Like... 
Oh my and god! For that, I must give it credit because this this is a stupid movie, right? It, but it's a stupid, it movie, a stupid movie for purpose. Stupid sake. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like and and Justin and I were having this conversation earlier about like what is a joke? A joke is a setup where you establish something. And a joke comes in three. It comes in three stages. You establish a premise, you support that premise, and then you undercut that premise in the third step. That's a joke. That's how our brain, that undercutting of an established premise is read as funny in the human brain. So we were panning movies that stoop, stoop to reference humor like that even in the trailer they're referencing a much more successful movie but they set up that they're doing a reference and then they undercut that setup Mm -hmm. and it's funny so like yes the words it's stupid but it's like smart stupid so i got a lot a lot of love for Wayne's world. You know, it's, it's yeah. an SNL movie. Yeah. Like straight up SNL movie. Yes. It is the first SNL movie. Really? It is the first big wait. SNL. Uh, it is the first Blues one Brothers? based on an SNL skit. Blues brothers. Blues brothers. Was that a skit? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was there. They had the whole thing with the, the blues brothers and they, Unless that's thing. a part of the, you know, metaverse. I, I don't know. I didn't watch 80s I say, I think that and 90s. Pretty sure Blue Brothers Landis. was a Saturday Night Live No thing. stairway. Uh, Do not. It, it does, it's, not, it's not quite the same because yeah. it doesn't have yeah, Michael's name on it right there, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I see what but you're saying. You, right. you, you yeah. have a point, yes. It's going to be like Sinbad and Shazam all over again watching your films. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. I'm holding my breath. Awesome. Awesome. I done made a thing happen. So, okay. and this is up against but, uh, camera. Go ahead. Uh, I, I'll talk about this movie real quick. I think this movie is the I, same as Tommy Boy a lot. But however, yeah. it survives based on the charisma and, and, and likability of his two stars, which are two heavy hitters, Mike Myers yeah. Dana Carvey, right? That's why it's service is better. Mm-hmm. All right. Not just Wayne and Garth, but you also got to keep Neil Allen and Terry. There's sound camera. Those guys sport. <laughs> got to remember those guys. Yep. No, like Wayne rule too. You got to respect your crew. Otherwise there's no show. <laughs> but like, that's the difference. I think this movie survived. It has slightly better writing. But like people just really love that Mike. Mike. That's that's why I think yeah. it stands on. Yeah, and it's like I said earlier. Uh-huh. Like these movies, it, they survive based, like solely on the uh, the stick of their main actor, and this movie's no no exception. Just like Chris Farley was the Tommy Boy. So I yeah. think yeah, that's what you were saying, Justin. And I I I see what you were saying. It fares better because of that. Mm. Right. It does have slightly better writing. There is better writing. Yeah. Yeah. This one has better writing, but I think it's also because the 
the characters and that skit lend itself to having a little bit better expansion. There's a world in this movie, you know, like they go around the world and there's like the donut shop and they establish that character and he steals the camera. Like he walks over the camera and Wayne's like, whoa, 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 hold up. It's not your movie or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I I, I, I do love kill a man and warrior hero, but when you do it in the heat of, Passion, it's murder. <laughs> the, the meta in this movie is great. Like the Wayne takes to the camera. Like that's almost. I love how they don't explain the camera at all. Like it's not like it's the office, and they're doing like a, you know, there's some like docu series they're doing. No, it's just not explained. It's just there. But you can almost guess it because like there's like the opening scene where Wayne is at his house, living my parents, totally bogus and lame. And stuff. Yeah. So he's like almost setting up as though you you are to expect they're making a documentary, which somebody might because he has a public access show. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's funnier that they don't say like, oh, this is my like, yeah, this is yeah. my documentary they're making about me. And like they don't do it at all. And it makes it that much funnier later on when everything in the dark night of the soul part of the movie, when everything's going wrong for him and he snaps at Cassandra and he walks out back in the alleyway and he's like, yeah, things are going pretty bad for me right now. And like the camera like goes to walk away. And he's like, no, 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 wait, we're, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix this. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, hang on. Now that I'm thinking about it, the meta stuff might be a little cheap because there's a scene uh, Chris Farley scene where he Chris just does Farley. an exposition dump, right? Sure and they and then they joke on him for like doing that. Film. Pretty sure this was Chris Farley's first like film role. He's yeah. had his credited as Wait, security I, guard. I totally missed what you said, Justin. What'd you say? Just saying. <laughs> they see Chris Farley and he's a security guard and he does an exposition dump about Mr. Big, this record executive and a limo, oh, right? Oh yeah. And then they're like, huh, that security guard had a lot of information for him. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're joking about the exposition jump dump that they just did, yeah. right? And like the joke works, but I'm I'm wondering is it a little cheap that the that they're doing meta? They're going meta for the joke. Like it's, it's a little yes. cheap. Now that I think about it, yes, okay, it, like, it is. But I love it. Lots of cheap references or a lot of just cheap references to things that are completely outdated at this point. I mean, do you have any great poupon? Yeah, it's just a running advertisement oh for yeah, random bullshit. There was a, there was seriously a, the pizza, and the pizza, of this was just references to pop culture. Like, if you'd have watched commercials in 1992, you'd have saw this. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. I want to know was this the first movie to make a joke of doing blatant product placement? Like they do, like, as far as like I know. Joke, joke. Oh, Pepsi Cola is a is uh, credited as the role Pepsi. Huh. That's like, if, yeah. if you look up the cast, Pepsi Cola is in the. Is like in they the cast. do it again mm-hmm. in the second movie, which is just hacky. Well, they do every oh, joke again, all of them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's been several movies where they do that when they're like. Oh, isn't it lame when they do product placement? It makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, try Pepto Bismol. You know, it's funny in this movie because it's like the first time I had seen it. And I'm like, oh, all right, I see what you're doing there. I mean, got to pay the bills, got to keep the lights on. I, God knows we know about that. 
but you you get to make that joke once one time Mm -hmm. you try to do it again and you're getting booed off stage like no 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 I just wanted to say that I do like this movie. I am endeared permanently to this movie. However, mm-hmm. there now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of cheap stuff in this movie. Uh, like, for instance, we were talking the other night about the Grape Upon joke, Jer, which we uh, determined is just a reference, which is joke adjacent. and People do feel good being keyed in on it. Mm-hmm. However, there's no joke there, right. which makes it a little cheap. And we also talked about how how it was a different time and commercials were kind of like our, the memes back then, right? It's stuff that everybody was exposed to yeah. and they would get the joke. So that kind of makes it feel a little cheap to me. Like imagine somebody had like rage faces, rage comic faces in their movie oh, now. It would no. feel cheap. <laughs> you know? So now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of this jokes in this movie, like a lot of the current day meme stuff feels cheap. However, I do love it. I, let me just stress that. There's a lot of cheap jokes. Same. But now on that <laughs> same point, I like the Grey Poupon joke better these days because it's not a joke anymore. Now it's an inside joke, an inside yeah. joke that I am in on. Hooray. <laughs> I mean, all references Eat are inside kids. jokes if you get it right. <laughs> Even back then, if you hadn't seen the commercial, missed that. That's true. Um, but I was, uh, it also made me think, and we talked about this a little bit the other day. But it makes me think about one of the scary movie movies where they have a joke and it was not the first one. I think it was one of the later ones in the 2000s when the Internet was already a thing. And in this scary movie movie, they had a joke that was just a reference to some Nike commercial where they're like in a shadowy room dribbling and like, yes, what the fuck were they thinking? Like, no, I didn't know what it was when I saw it because nobody was watching TV the way they were in the 90s. You know, people weren't like slaves to their TV like they were in the 90s. That's that's hilarious. And I think that joke in Scary Movie works a little bit less because, like, I feel like commercials were less ubiquitous by that time, you know, Absolutely. 10 or almost 15 years later than the great when the Great Pupon commercial was airing. You know, when the like, Great Pupon commercial, everybody knew that. But now, no one younger than 30 knows what the fuck that is. Like, there's not a Zoomer alive that knows what the the fuck that means. Unless they just happen to spot it on the shelf at public walking by. But they didn't see the commercial. They didn't see the, like, you know, they got to roll the window down. Excuse me, do you have any gray poupon? You know, it was this ridiculous premise set up in the 90s, 80s commercial. Yeah. Why is he asking that for a guy for mustard? What's the it's joke an inside here? joke that only us old folks are in on. Oh, speaking, of, speaking of old folks, things old folks are in on, this is the the role that relaunched Rob Lowe's career after that whole sex tape scandal. Probably what? the first I must have forgotten about that. Remember uh, when uh, sex uh, tapes were a scandal instead of a career launcher, like career launch yeah. pad? Well, here's the thing is this is probably <laughs> the first sex tape scandal and it is what relaunched his career fucking hmm. uh him and the two chick two girls in a hotel I need to get my hands on this tape boy Atlanta. I was about to say whoa uh, two wait, girls wait, wait, hold wait, on wait, 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 wait. one of <laughs> two them at the same time what? one of them oh, was my. 16 skirt alright oh, skirt damn okay alright he, he apparently didn't know she was 16 and in the 
in Georgia at the time, the legal age of consent was 14. Ugh. Well, then it's, it's good to go, right? But <laughs> no, it's still not legal no. to take no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all from the South, y'all know how it is, Diane. Uh, no, we're getting, we're getting racy but, on film heat. But that's what brought him back into the spotlight <laughs> after the whole Brat Pack, after his whole Brat Pack around. fame faded. And it yeah. is also apparently what got him to sober up. So. Well, hey, that's good. I got mad love for Rob Lowe. For him to be a child star, do as much cocaine as he did, make as many mistakes as he did in public, mind you, and be right. able to come back around and become a spe- respectable and, uh, talent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I, I love him mostly from his... Um, Whatever. He sucked at Tommy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was Chris Traeger in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Hellion Unreal. That's yeah, she gets it. Yeah, he's, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's good in parks. Those, he's, he's uh, those uh uh scenes where Mike Myers and is speaking Cantonese with uh what's her damn name? Uh, Tia Carrera. Yeah. He's actually speaking Cantonese. Apparently he Really? I wondered. I wondered that. And it was excessively <laughs> accented Cantonese in this case because he was trying to do it in he was doing it in character. So it sounds ridiculous. Oh really? That's funny. That's hilarious because Cantonese is actually the good uh dialect of Chinese. <laughs> oh is that but you're canceling China. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he's been canceled. Uh-oh. And Dana Carvey actually played that drum solo in the in the the pawn really? shop. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, now I was thinking this this has got to be Dana Carvey's best performance of his life. Uh, <clears throat> now I love Dana Carvey, but I love him for his performance of. Yeah, yeah, they initially were worried I can't think about of another performance that he's ever done that I appreciated. They were apparently worried about uh, the the pairing initially because they expected uh, Dana Carvey's fame outside of SNL to overshadow <laughs> Mike Myers coming out of SNL into a film role. Like he had already had a couple of other movies and shit. Well, they got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was very okay. Ow. <laughs> I, 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 somebody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nothing. Do not tickle the host. Don't tickle the host. <laughs> Don't tickle the host. <laughs> I got a job to do here. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't mm. me. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Who fought it? Who fought it? I was laughing and I was wondering if somebody else was, did he, did they hear that too? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I got right. to, I got to totally derail. All right. All right. All right. This, this is, is a serious this is show. Talking Wayne's World <laughs> it's versus comedy. We're supposed to laugh at first. Hey, hey, I'm a dumber. Wayne's World. Dumb I'm a dumber. What do you guys think? Yeah. Wayne's World is cool. Not that good, but what is it versus Dumb and Dumber? Dumb yeah, and Dumber. We're talking about the masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you put me up against Dumb and Dumber on both of them. All right. Wayne's World is, is the best fucking SNL movie that they shit out. 
but it's nowhere near Dumb and Dumber. It's weight class, bro. Dumb and Dumber is just masterfully written. Like Blues Brothers, I need to go back and watch that movie. The original. That's a great movie. Yeah. No, Dumb and Dumber is the first. Skip over Blues Brothers 2000. Just ignore that one. Also, it's time for us to vote, I think. It's so well paced. Yeah, let's go ahead and vote. Um, Dumb and Dumber, the pacing is amazing. It's hilarious. Every act of this movie has multiple laughs. multiple multiple laughs um the way they use the stupidity to set up jokes and the way they they cleverly i don't know it's the most clever use of stupid i've ever seen i think so it's as much as i love wayne's world i truly do i gotta give my vote to dumb and dumber i think chat was tied on this one, were they not? Yes, three, three. Wow. So that's gonna help us out. I'm gonna go ahead and count both of those votes. Then um, might as well. Yeah. Does we love anybody else got an opinion ready ready to fire on this one? I mean, I'd vote for Dumb and Dumber just on the fact that Mike Myers is a dick on set. Apparently, is he really? Yeah, like well, that doesn't help. That breaks the type my heart. Of guy that flips tables over margarine instead of butter. Oh, come on. All right. That's, all right. All right. That's not, it's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> like, I want to like Wayne's World, right? But I was watching Wayne's World this week, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the, the parallels that are in Wayne's World 2. I'm seeing the same jokes that they did in Wayne's World 2. Yep. Right? And it's bothering me, right? They do the same exact plot lines, like, the fucking record executive macking on his girl. They do it again in Wayne's World 2, and it was bothering me. So I'm going to yeah. go with Dumber. Dumber. The terrible stairway to heaven joke. You don't even have to ask me. No stairway. Denied. Dude, he, did, he got two off notes because apparently... At the time, you weren't supposed to get more than three notes of the beginning of Stairway without getting a copyright strike. Oh, before you had to buy the rights? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You have the rights to it. Right. So but, they made a joke out of a, a money constraint. That's hilarious. I kind of like that now. Oh, oh yeah. Here's I the thing is they, they tried to strike it down to even less than that. So the reason he's playing it all off out of key and out fucking detuned is because they didn't want him to really play it at all. Yeah. They wanted to play at it so they could make the no stairway joke. Also, just, in the beginning of the movie, when they do the Bohemian Rhapsody bit, that was almost going to be a Guns N' Roses song. But yeah. the band had pissed off the producer because the producer was also involved with the Guns N' Roses like documentary they had done yeah. just prior. And they pissed of off course. the producer and the producer like had pulled yeah. it out or or Guns N' Roses pulled it out or something like that. It probably but, had something to do with Axl Rose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the totally piece, piece of shit Axl Rose, Rose I'm sure. <laughs> and Mike Myers was like, That's my god no, daddy. We, we, we need to do... <laughs> Like Mike Myers turned and stood on Bohemian Rhapsody, like, and it's it's a epic. T- it made the movie like, like ugh, that scene really made the movie. Honestly, 
we're going to take a real quick look back at the brackets so far. Do a quick recap. Let's take a look. All right. In round one, heat number one, Dumb and Dumber beat Airheads 15 to 10. Round two, Clerks beat What About Bob 15 to 10. We've had some real close heats this, this go around. Oh, yeah. It's round two. Heat three was Office Space beating Tommy Boy 20 to 5. Heat four, Kingpin beat Billy Madison 20 to 5. Did I say four? What the fuck? Five. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, boy, Twig's been drinking again. Uh, heat number five. Wayne's World versus Dumb and Dumber, which Dumb and Dumber took 25 to 5. Now we are moving on to heat number six. We're looking at our last new movie of the night, Basketball versus Clerks. So let's go ahead and pull up this trailer for Basketball. Take a look at what we're dealing with here. How they get Bob Costas to say that? <laughs> money, <laughs> money, baby. Money with money. <laughs> this movie uh, was one of my top favorite movies for a huge portion of my teens and 20s. Like top, tippy top favorites. It is um, classic Trey Parker Matt Stone. Um, God, this is one of those movies where it's just the jokes come like a mile a minute and it's almost to their like disadvantage. They don't even give a lot of their jokes time to breathe before they're moving on to the next. And some of them work. Some of them really don't. So... It, it was kind of all over the place joke wise, but in my opinion, I still love this movie. Like, wow. I mean, you're exactly right there. I think this movie is kind of the antithesis of um, uh, Kingpin and that they they're just like rock rapid firing jokes out there. Some of them are funny and and they're and there's moving on to the next one. Um, yeah, some of them are funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, and I would never argue that. But <laughs> it's it's still funny. Like I was like I laughed out loud twice in the trailer alone. Like, granted, probably the like two of the funniest jokes in the movie there. Um, but I don't know. These days, I I feel a little different these days about Matt and Trey than I did in the past. I feel like just these days they've got a little bit too big for their britches. They got a they they've gotten a little bit preachy with their antics, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about this movie. Which is, I mean, the jokes are a lot more infantile than they are in um, Kingpin. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess they were younger oh, yeah. guys, and and they're crude. They don't care about being crude at all. They send it. That's yeah. funny. Right. Little fat ones that love it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're certainly not afraid to punch down. Like, not it. yeah, they not like it. cancer kids say anybody jokes yeah. at the expense of literally anyone. Just like ha ha, like cancer kids, and uh, they have the whole baseball team called the fairies, where they're just like punching down uh, on gay uh, people. That kind of got me. It kind of because it's San Francisco, right? And it's F E R R, like as a boat fairies. It kind of got me. I kind of enjoyed that. Oh, uh, maybe I'm a know, bad person. Maybe I'm a no, bad person. But there's a lot of water in San Francisco, so it works. Come on, that's, they do that's ride the ferry. Yeah, and I, that was totally lost on me at first. But they, I mean, they are punching it's, down like when they psych out the gay guy. Where they're like, oh, see my butt, and like, I mean, it's a very shallow look at stuff. homosexuality. Sorry, Argo. What do you expect? It's Trey Parker and Max Stone. What do you expect? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, and I then mean, this movie almost, is like real life South Park. And and yeah, then literally much. after they do pretty the fairies joke, they immediately go to they're they're making fun of the Texans, as in literally them going, "Oh, see, we we do both sides." And like yeah. these days, I'm so fucking sick of hearing that. Oh, both sides. <laughs> like. Yeah. No, it's not the same if you do both sides. Like one is punching down and the other is not. It's not the fucking same. And people are just like, oh well, I just refuse to see it that way. <laughs> and that's just what I think about Matt and Trey these days. Like they've got this yeah. whole their whole self-righteous fucking libertarianism, which is let's face it it's a fucking thinly coated conservatism which get that shit the fuck out of my face um i do <laughs> i do like this movie and there's a lot there's a lot i like about matt and trey but there's a lot i don't like about them as well and that's okay that's fine you know you can you can say the bad things you do are bad but the good things you do are not so bad you know, and that's is what it is. And honestly, this was the one movie this week that before we watched it, I was like, Ugh. like, Ugh. yeah, but it surprised me with the humor that I could get behind. But it held up my sigh with the humor that I could not get behind. <laughs> yeah. So, they kind of got the meh. And I guess that's how they play both sides of the field is that they're able to make the stupid people happy with their down punching jokes and still keep people like us around with their actual clever jokes. Mm-hmm. So that's how I you mean, cast a wide net, I guess. I only kind of thought it was funny the first time through back in the 90s because I was like, we've already heard all these jokes on South Park. Mm-hmm. Like I saw most of those jokes like last week, all the way down to the, the Carmen voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, right. Yeah. Yep. All he, of it, he even like, does Mr. Garrison voice. He does straight up does Mr. Garrison yeah. voice. Yeah, uh, I'm saying I did, like all of the jokes. Granted, had already I mean, been done when they, they were filming this movie. South Park had just come out. Like this came out the year after South Park was released. So you got to know they were filming this movie. Right the after time. they finished 
producing the first season of South Park. Uh, during so, their whirlwind upward spiral. Exactly. Yeah, I, all I know is I saw season one of South Park and then I saw this and I was like, but they did all those jokes. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, yeah. So, I mean, I guess if they were doing them at the same time, it makes more sense. They didn't know what a phenomenon South Park was going to be when they were yeah. filming this movie. Let's say that, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, which that's- is, you know, it, that doesn't make this movie any better. It's just, you know, what yeah. they were thinking at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then trying to watch it again as an adult. And I'm like, ah, ooh. there's a lot of really bad jokes in here. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard a lot a from lot like, of I haven't heard ahead. a lot from Matt and Trey. Um like recently I haven't even watched South Park, so I, I really don't have like a, a measure of whether they would stand by a lot of this or because like they're kinda like mythically like the uncancelable people, right? Like they've been making the jokes that they want to make twenty five plus years now. And I don't know if they've grown or not, because I guess I just don't hear a lot from them. But they probably have. They probably have. Well, I think they're just like most people like we, you know, they are. I consider them and in the past, I've considered them pretty mythic folks. But at the end of the day, they are just folks and they're going to be growing constantly they're going to be learning and experiencing the world as long as they're alive same as i do and you know in south park they had some pretty in my opinion wrong opinions when it came to like the pandemic because they're very libertarian which means i don't understand the world um so they got pretty fucking like whiny and stupid with a lot of their jokes like, oh, the, the world's too PC. And they got so fucking preachy with that shit that they just decided to stop making jokes and just start preaching. But more recently, they've made episodes that were kind of like an literal apology for that stuff. So... They're living and they're learning same as anybody else. So I'm sure there's stuff that they would stand by and stuff that they would say. There's stuff that they wouldn't. Well, so maybe not the page that you would have thought. Right. right. Adam Sandler. What'd you say, Argo? That's what I said about Adam Sandler. I'd like to see uh, if he would double down or maybe change his opinion. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the shit he makes nowadays... But probably well, worse in a different way. Netflix movies. It doesn't really. It's not really the same. Yeah. So is that a good thing that he's not making the same movies that he did or not? Maybe he wisened up. Maybe a he's bit. just doing it for a paycheck. Like, who knows? Adam Sandler's different. Adam Sandler made Jack and Jill. And there's no atoning oh, for that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. There's no atoning for that. Oh, Eddie, I'm, not Eddie, I'm not Norbert. forgiving that shit. All right, all right. Nor- what was that? Norbert? Norbit, yeah. Nor- Norbit, yeah. Norbit. That's Eddie uh, Murphy. Yeah, and Matt, Matt and Trey made seasons 20 through 23 of South Park, which 
are kind of garbage, like straight up fucking stupid ass garbage. So everybody's got their their downslides, their their ups and downs. So basketball, some jokes are funny. Some jokes like don't hold up as well in this movie. I don't know what to think about of, it. A lot of punch down. Yeah, late to, I was late to this movie. I saw this movie maybe in 2008 for the first time. Right. And I didn't think it was fucking really that funny at all. I enjoyed it slightly more on this viewing, maybe just smarter now. But like, I don't love this movie. I saw it in about 2004, 2005, maybe 2003 ish. And at the time, I was a die hard South Park fan. Through from 97 at from I was shown South Park season one on a VHS in 1998 or, not, or you know, by my friend. And we were in middle school together and or elementary school together and like fell in love with this ridiculous shit. You know, I was a little kid and, you know, season one is highly appealing to little kids. And I watched South Park my entire life. Loved it religious fan of South Park. Um, so that probably colored my opinion of this movie. I also love Orgasmo, another movie that they had done. Um, so for a long time, I was a diehard fan of these guys. thought they could do no wrong. And it was only as time moved on and I got older and their opinions started coming through more that I was like, Oh wait, no, ugh, 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 gross. Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, when, I don't know if it was just then or the age or what, but you, we just, there was just bad jokes about everything. If you could punch it down at any demographic, they were a target. Yeah, and yeah. they they felt that they could excuse themselves for punching down by you know punching it's up funny. at something else. You know, like oh, we punched up over here, so we punched down over here. We do both sides. <laughs> See, it's fine. Like, no, you no. don't get to say what's fine. Like. The, the joke maker doesn't get to decide who gets to be offended at their joke, period. That's just the way shit works, hands I mean, down. And of like, leave it to a couple of fucking white guys with money to start delegating who gets to be offended and who doesn't. It's yeah. fucking obnoxious. Basing their, especially two guys that base their entire career launch on fucking crude offensive humor like yeah. that was y'all's entire point was to be crude and offensive because you that was what you said was funny and i mean at the time a lot of people said that was funny yeah so. real quick here i want to ask argo what he thinks of kind of the sports commentary in this movie because i'm not a sports fan like definitely not a hardcore one what do you think? Like they're they're talking, they're saying a lot about professional sports in this movie. What do you think about that aspect? Because you're probably the biggest sports fan of us of the four of us. Yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, there they got a lot of that uh, foreshadowing, the fake foreshadowing of the sports industry. They got a lot of that right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that had already happened, so they were just kind of recalling information. But um, the way 
the league progressed and the way players just like hop around that's that's true today because i specifically living in new orleans i can think of mark ingram who recently left here he went to minnesota houston back here again like come on all in the course of a year yeah yeah Somebody's taking the check and walking out. Yeah, <laughs> this movie. I love, Mark. I love you, Mark. What, what happened? <laughs> Why didn't you just stay? <laughs> yeah. So they so they're against that in this movie, right? Because in the baseball league, like the teams can't move cities. Yeah, they can't change and, cities. Yeah. They can't, uh, you know, trade players. They implement um, a number of regulations to prevent money from corrupting the sport. Which yeah, that's I a think, big thing. I think it's a fine message, you know, like sports are being ruined. Does by that money. also mean though that the Saints. players can't get paid because they're poor as fuck? Forty-five right? millions over I cap guess. right now, I think. But let me just so. say, I think that's a very appropriate white boy problem to have. Oh, my sports, my sports oh, aren't sports. fun for me no more. Exactly, bro. that's the biggest fuck problem me. in my whole life. Now, look, excuse me while I make fun of gay people. Like, no, no, no. yeah, I'm like, that's, that's one of the problems paid. I have about the like the messaging right. of this movie. It's like, really, really, your sports, your your uh, big uh, sad because your sports, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, excuse, let's start a fucking GoFundMe yeah. for your ass. Like, yeah, I would be. I, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying that's the biggest problem Matt Stone and Trey Parker have is my sports well, ain't well, fun no more sport. like but that's that's their and they they feel like that is an issue equal to like well civil the, rights issue uh, people's, yeah, no. people's civil rights and their sports not being fun no more that's that's equal problems. You got no, problems not. and I got problems. See, see, everybody's definitely got problems. Not. We're the same. And that's, that is the problem with Matt and Matt and Trey messaging that I have, like on the whole, they got that libertarian. I'm going to cover my eyes so I can't see the point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I got my head buried in the sand. I can't see what you're talking about. I don't so, know. Yeah, now, I'm, now I'm not I'm preaching. Yeah, now that I think about it, it's kind of a dumb take. Being like, they shouldn't get paid. They should take the same shitty deal they took because it's my city. It benefits me. That's yeah. a fucking stupid thing, bro. Like, I wouldn't take that for any other workers. Yeah. So I think the movie is a funny movie. Uh, not the funniest movie in the world, but I think it's a good movie. Um, I can have my problems with the filmmakers and blow them out of my ass for all I care, for all anybody cares, because that's not what we're talking about today. Um, I believe uh, now this is up against Clerks. So let's talk about this movie uh, adjacent to Clerks. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, they have more budget, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for fucking I think, sure. I think <laughs> it's kind of like the, they're kind of different a lot. I think Clerks is oh, just way better. Clerks is just Soul Skater versus the fucking sellout of fucking football. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're right about that. 
I'm going clerks all the way. And um, I got to go clerks. Clerks is a master class of writing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Justin made a great point last night. I think it was last night. The other day, Justin made a super great point. The oh, do tell. Part of the, <laughs> part of the popularity of Clerks was its timing. It was able to frame these really nerdy conversations in a super intelligent way. They're having these intelligent sounding conversations about Star Wars, you know, about just their their pop culture shit. But it's they're very succinct and well put and the timing of it lined up with the rise of no, of nerd culture. Like yep. nerds are on top. Now that's already happened. It's behind us. But once upon a time, okay. 1991, you couldn't talk openly about your comic books. You know, they weren't making a DC movie for your fucking ass. Like, because nobody cared about you. Yep. But this movie helped to elevate that nerd culture into what it has become today. So if you consider yourself a nerd, if you like comic books, if you like Marvel movies and DC, you got Kevin Smith to fucking thank for that because he well, you got him to thank for being able to do that and it'd be cool. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like like the the wedgie has gone the way of the dodo once upon a time that was a real fucking thing and it happened to you if you talked about your comic books or your star wars or you know what whatever it was you were a nerd about and now or just happened to be a younger brother um i mean yeah you could trace you could trace that rise of the Revenge of the Nerds on through movies like, you know, Weird Science. It just followed the culture, you know, the, and it, which technology. So I think Clerks kind of boosted that, like kind of layman nerd culture who people who just like talking about Star Wars and contractors on a Death Star and shit like that. Yeah. So he saw the way that the, that the winds were blowing and he fucking set his sail in the right way. And so yeah. I would go one step further. I don't, I would say not so much that he saw the way he was going, the, the, the world was going and decided to go that way too. I think he was instrumental in pointing the way of the world that way. Cause the way they talk about nerdy shit in clerks is fucking cool. Like he yes. made it cool. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. So the podcast wouldn't exist if Clerks didn't exist. Conversations and Ooh, analyze those conversations. Yes. We wouldn't be here doing this today if not for Clerks, the movie, this very Pretty movie. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty if, much. The way the, the, the pedantry of nerds is, uh, is what he did. Yes. And so exactly. we do now. Still exactly. later. We are and riding the wave like, generated by Kevin Smith and Clerks. Yeah, and there's like an extra like chef's kiss to that in Clerks 2 when they just drone on and on about this and that and this and that. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I think bas- basketball is a, is a fine movie, a fun movie, but Clerks is a milestone of our yes. culture. Yes. And, and sure. a masterpiece in its own right. So that being said, it's getting my vote. So. Mine too. And and the audience vote, more importantly. Hey, was, most uh, importantly. Five hey. to two. So five to two. Hey. 
I did say that the the jokes I could get behind in basketball surprised me, but you know, we move yeah. on. Yeah, we're not condemning basketball. It can uh, it can live for now. Fox <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is a better movie. I think we're waiting on a yeah, vote from Justin like, and Eric. What's it's up? hard to decide which of these movies gets my golden L. Actually, it's probably Billy Madison. Billy Madison oh, definitely man. is my golden L. I was about to say throwing, throwing golden L at Billy Madison hard. Eric, which of these two movies are you voting for? Oh, Clerks. Like, I, I don't know why you're even asking me. <laughs> like, I like to make fuck? sure I, I don't like to, you know, I don't want to put anybody's vote in their mouth. OK, um, well, this one, this one's a, I, can, did, I did that one time. Justin, Justin chewed my head off. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'm scarred. I'm scarred now. I'm like, no, no you, you make it clear what your vote is. I don't want <laughs> <They're> Justin me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. teasing you, Justin. I know you got your ears on somewhere. Discarded <laughs> my brain. <laughs> uh, wait, wait on him to get back before I. I'm, even, I don't want to. Even, even though he agreed with you, <laughs> we got audio evidence of him agreeing with me. Too. He was like, well, "How are you going to just?" Yeah, that's what I was saying. But yeah, but, but what? all right, all right, we're going there. We're going meta. We're going meta. I didn't get to speak everything I wanted to say about that movie. That's my problem. Y'all knew my vote. Y'all was right about my vote, but I didn't get to say my piece. My problem. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I'm not stepping on your vote. Which of these movies are you voting for? All right. That's our first <laughs> shutout of the night right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Basketball well, against the big... Show out pissing. Let me get y'all. Let me get y'all. <laughs> Only because we knew you could hear us. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. That's the best. He's like, going. oh, no. <laughs> he started push, he's pushing out his hurt, and he's like... <laughs> Got a <laughs> I'm about to get these motherfuckers over there talking shit. <laughs> All right. All right. Yo, what are we doing now? Heat eight, uh, 11? 11. Oh, We're okay. in round number three. Uh, just to make it clear, Clerks took that one over basketball in the first shutout of the night. 25 to zip. So we are in heat number 11. We're looking at Dumb and Dumber versus office space oh <laughs> it's getting hard now boys we getting down to it okay we getting down to it so fuck <laughs> um i don't i don't know what to think about this um uh dumb and dumber office space on we so we've seen these trailers oh, these movies. I, I love these movies yeah uh, I've set the poll too long unless we're going to chat about it. No, Probably I think will. that's fine. We can probably take some time. Um, this is like kind of like more like of a fantasy person. Like, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> Touch blue, make it true. Why? This one's going to hurt me probably. <laughs> I would love to know what chat says so I can. Yeah, honestly, I would like to know what Chet says about this. Uh, um, 
Yeah. Well, I already know how chat feels about Dumb and Dumber. Well, one of these movies feels good to me, and one of these movies feels bad to me. Not They're both masterpieces that I love with all of my heart, but one hurts me when I think about it because it's true. And the other and it was one, true 20 years ago. And it was true 20 years ago, and it hasn't gotten any better. Um, but Dumb and Dumber just makes me smile. It makes me laugh throughout the movie. So it's not always I, the same thing. It's like uh, different stuff. Like I was noticing, I watched this movie several times this week. Every time it's like, yeah, I chuckle at this or I laugh at that hard, but it's something different every time. Like in the very opening scene, when he pulls up to the girl, sometimes when he's riffing on the accent makes me laugh. The other day, literally, I looked over and the window hitting him in the nose made me bust. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know, it's, it's something every time, every time. There's just a little nuances that just strike over and over and over again it's timeless yeah and i had forgotten about how because earlier this week i watched the first half of this movie but i didn't get to watch i didn't get to rewatch the second half of this movie until literally minutes before we started the show today we, we did a, a re rewatch of dumb and dumber and I got to watch the second half and I forgot about how Harry ends up getting romantically involved with Mary Swanson, even though it's Lloyd who falls in love with them at the beginning. Can we talk and, about how Harry betrays Lloyd in an act of revenge? Right. Yeah. Because Harry realizes during like the honeymoon room scene, or I don't know if Harry realizes it, but Lloyd Fuck, yeah. he knew all along. Martha Fletcher, whatever her fucking name was, Frida, right? Frida Fletcher. Frida Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Lloyd doesn't come clean because he's a fucking pussy and a piece of shit. Lloyd sucks, <laughs> right? Harry yeah. is my dog. Lloyd, <laughs> fuck Lloyd. <laughs> That's the character. But well, um, he's, he's, he's inverted. Lloyd had two gloves the whole time, bro. Two sets, four <laughs> gloves, four <laughs> gloves in the Rockies. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the Rockies. Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great fucking scene. He's a dick. He's the worst. But yeah. Lloyd is irredeemable. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes it shitty to me that part like why do I have to be so shitty why do I have to make us too dumb to be that shitty yeah that's the thing is that, is that Harry's too dumb to get out of his situation right Harry, that- Harry is the selfless one while Lloyd yeah. is the selfish one what if they shot me in the face I mean they both took all that money and didn't oh. with it Oh, I yeah. feel so bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> Which in the deleted scenes, apparently all that money was fake. It was counterfeit. Really? <laughs> well, it's spent. It's spent, isn't it? They had a fucking <laughs> Lamborghini Diablo. Guess what? Spent, it's, fine. It's, it's, all money is imaginary. It's made up. It, it, it means something because somebody the, said the, it the cops, You know, they seized all of that stuff since yeah. they knew it was fake money. I mean, thankfully, they didn't go to fucking prison. 
And it's funny how like Frida Felcher is just a name in this movie, but she becomes like mm-hmm. the, the main character of the sequel. Like the movie's yeah. all about. If you put that together, the sequel. So Harry is right to try to fuck fucking Mary Swanson, right? Because of Frida Felcher thing, right? Pretty much. Yeah, but then, Lloyd is so shitty. I'm gonna fucking poison your ass because you fucking stealing my girl who's not my who's not your girl. That's true. Lloyd he is fucking, the worst. He's irredeemable. <laughs> he's the worst, bro. Poisoning is not funny. If he didn't, we wouldn't have gotten that classic scene where he, he <laughs> takes the whole explosions. toilet up. So what? Ha- it like backs up. Like, he can't flush it, so he has to pick the whole toilet up and dump it out the, the window. That is an extended cut. That is, is not it? in the theatrical oh, okay. release. Yeah, no. I don't think so. I he never picks up the toilet in the regular theatrical release. But did if you guys can get yeah. your hands on the Blu-ray extended cut, get out there and get it and watch that shit. It's hilarious. Guys, that's something that bothers me in movies, right? Where there's like this happens a lot in movies. There's a scene a man goes to a woman's apartment to pick her up for a date, right? Has bowel problems in the bathroom, right? In this scene, Harry could have just shit it all up, and even though it won't flush, wiped it all up clean, and then left and gone on a date, right? And then you're fine. At the end of the night, you're like, oh yeah, I blew your toilet, sorry. Like, that's no problem. That's, it, it's human, right? Why did he just do that? He's an idiot. Remember, um, they're dumb and dumber. Uh, he's not that dumb. He's not that dumb. Which is why at the end, I wish well, I could change their fate every time that bus drives away. I'm like, no. I mean, it's <laughs> clear that Lloyd Please. is the dumber in this movie. I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Harry's, he can't even read. Harry's. Well, Lloyd. Harry can't read. No, yeah, Harry's the one that can read. Mm-hmm. Lloyd was, cannot read. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other around. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> he says the. He's trying to sound out the. <laughs> right. The. You know. So Lloyd is the dumber and shittier one. He's like every. He's he's got less funny jokes. Even better because he sticks with him because he's his friend. You're right. Even in the even in the sequel, at the very now, I'm I'm talk briefly about the sequel. That at the very beginning of the sequel, it's it starts years. out. Lloyd has been catatonic and in a home catatonic for thirty years after getting rejected by Mary Swanson, and Harry has been visiting Lloyd regularly in the home catatonic for thirty years. And when the movie opens, Lloyd snaps out of it and goes, "Ha, got ya." It was all a prank. He had been catatonic as a prank for 30 years. And Harry stuck by his side the entire time. So Harry's Jeff definitely, Daniels. Oh man, Jeff Daniels. Absolutely. So this is going up against office space. Now we can distract <sighs> ourselves all day by talking about how much we love Dumb and Dumber, but is it a better movie? Then Office Space. All right. I, I have this to say. All right. In the spirit of our list this week, as, as like the distraction from your problems, the mm-hmm. distraction from what ails you, Dumb That's and Dumber true. is a clear choice. 
because like me personally, someone that hates their fucking job, as cathartic as I find office space. I know you hate your job. If fucking as cathartic as it is, Dumb and Dumber is more in the spirit of the list. It's more of a feel. I think that's a very good point. Every part of me wants to say Dumb and Dumber, like the legacy pick is Dumb and Dumber. Everything is Dumb and Dumber. I mean, office space, I'm sorry. But I have to go Dumb and Dumber with my vote, even though I don't want to. But That's a very good point. I had not thought of it that way. Um, the spirit of the list was, let's distract ourselves from the woes of the world. And there's plenty of yes. woes to go around. So let's watch some funny-ass movies from childhood to make mm-hmm. us fucking smile and make us feel good. And um, Office Space is a phenomenal movie. But it does not necessarily make me feel good about the state of things. You know what I'm no. saying? Um, right. It's me as how shitty things are actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can I can relate to that. <laughs> because oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The problems of work culture that are being lampooned in office space have only gotten worse in the 25 years since. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like so things have gone downhill from there. They're worse than they were then. Makes me feel bad. Makes me feel bad. Chat's feeling good about it though. Chat says office space is the winner. Oh, I fucking love you, chat. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were coming around. Chat hates Dumb and Dumber. What's up with them? Have I seen it? I I don't think they have voted for Dumb and Dumber once this, this tonight. They got their blinders on. It's okay. <laughs> Chat, Chat hates their fucking job. You too. owe it to yourself to go rewatch Dumb and Dumber. It is a masterfully funny movie. Let me tell you, it's comedies than you remember. Comedies are hard to do. I just went and looked at a list of comedy movies from the nineties, and you know what? It's a sad looking motherfucking list. It's a sad state of affairs. There's like comedies are hard to do right. And it's dead especially now. any that are going to like last this, any that are going to stand any time. This it's, list was multi-person curated. This was not all from my hand this week. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was watching his hands of this list. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> gotcha. The list master, Argo's a list master. In case anybody didn't know, it's this true. Was not an Argo creation. Yeah, we did it together. Time. I contributed to the train wreck this time. In yeah, right. we did it the, the one, the one, the one that yours made through was Airheads, and that's that's a good one. And yeah, it wasn't I the worst it. one. <laughs> Well, there was yeah, certainly one other, but Airheads is definitely not getting the golden nail. I'll tell you that right now. So no, that was Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. Mm. Um, all right, well, all right. Let's vote. The, the vote. The vote. Justin says Dumb and Dumber. Mm. I'm saying Dumb and Dumber. Argo. What would I say? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Eric. Okay. Um. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go Dumb and Dumber. Office Space. It does, uh, as funny as it is, and as many, as much hilarity as there is in there, every 
Oops. it does have moments that just stress the fuck out of me. And I'm like, God, I'd like to slap the piss out of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely voting with the spirit of this week. So that is going to put Dumb and Dumber with 20 points, Office Space with five, dropping Office Space into the loser's bracket, where we will see it again soon. And now we move on to Heat number 12, Clerks versus Kingpin. Mm, it's a hard one. Now that's a serious toughie. Ouch. Not, not, not hard for me. It's like some nerd going, shit versus like... Going with please. the spirit of the week, it makes it a little bit easier uh, coming from your explanation just there, Jer. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're looking at, hey, I'm not supposed to be here today versus yeah. we're going to go mil- win a million dollars. In the spirit of the week, I would have to vote against my initial gut reaction. Yeah. Uh, because you got to understand just how big of a fanboy that I have been for clerks. It was a huge part of my life. And so I'm inclined to go that way off rip. However, like we established giving the, the spirit of the night, the spirit of the week. I may have to You're give right. it to Kingpin. Clark's is the same message as office space. Almost the same message as office space. You're right. That work sucks. And <laughs> And do something yeah, better and like follow uh, yeah. your dreams, whatever, you know. Great message. It's a good message. Don't want to think about that right now. Kingpin yeah. just makes me feel better when I'm watching it. He's got right. more, more outright laughs. That right there. More yeah. bust the gut moments. Yeah. Just straight laughing. More laugh, laugh out louds. Laughs out loud. <laughs> when he rolls yes, the sir. fucking when he rolls the fucking rubber hand down the blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it comes <laughs> And you know, during the filming of Kingpin, there's the scene where Ernie McCracken bowls the turkey and wins the tournament. And during the filming, Bill Murray actually bowled three strikes in a row for the filming and the audience reaction is sincere mm-hmm. totally genuine yeah really it's so legit. at the penultimate scene the ult like at yes. this movie where our big urn the bad guy wins is yeah. a legitimate moment yeah wow yes Murray <laughs> i didn't know the, that i thought you meant the last one i thought he rolled one strike and oh, got no. an actual no. wow. the turkey. The, the three strikes in a row that's I love that moment because he's like screaming, oh, I could do whatever I want. I have enough money to buy my way out of anything now. (laughs) That's what says movies aside. Like a hero fucking our hero refuses the call, right? He's expecting to enter Ishmael into this contest, right? Yeah. Shit goes wrong. He ends up having to do it himself with his prosthetic hand. And then he still fucking loses in yes. this movie, right? That's which is apart from many how movies. many people are in the tournament? Do you know? 
I don't. Probably a lot. I don't know. I, I just uh, remember the two of them, bowl, you know, bowling down to it there at the end. He beats everybody else. Yeah. He, yeah. He's good. Rubber hand. I'm about to say. Which is why he gets that Trojan endorsement. Yep. So that's oh, a consolation prize. A little bit unrealistic. There's no way in shit you'd be able to bowl worth a fuck with a rubber hand that way. The minute uh, hand control that it takes. Like it's down to the minutia of like very tiny strength of fingers, and that rubber Mm -hmm. hand would not be able to do that by any stretch of imagination. They they did that joke. Hand wave. In real life, he will be blowing left handed. In real life, yeah. But they did it as a joke. We're gonna give that a rubber hand wave and rubber (laughs) hand wave that away. The one thing about that, the one thing about all of that that I don't buy is how you're gonna go 17 years and then just very half reluctantly while detoxing from drinking, you're gonna decide, okay, I will bowl with my rubber hand. Yeah. Like how in his desperation did he not even try before? Like that I can't buy. I can't. Not, and I was I mean, thinking no, about no, that no. as I was watching the movie. He gave up and he dissolved into alcoholism. Yeah. So he was like he counted himself out. He didn't try to bowl left hand. I know. Hand or nothing. But he had to when Ishbel got injured at the end. He was forced to fucking no, he didn't. try and somehow he's he I feel like I feel like to the fucking veiny legs and lived his life back the way he was for the past 17 years. Why is it, you know, now he's going to change? They could have shot a couple of pickup shots at the end of the filming and just film a few pickup shots of Woody Harrelson practicing throughout the throughout that time, just like randomly trying and failing with his left hand you know they they could have interspersed that throughout the movie leading up to the end of him like reluctantly drunkenly bowling shitty with his left hand and then set it up to where at the very end he finally pulls it off and is able to bowl well with his left hand after after it's not a feel good movie it's not a feel good movie he loses right but against Argo's point against Argo's point he learns from Ishmael. He learns from Ishmael's childlikeness, right? He learns to not be so sh- fucking jaded about every fucking thing. Yeah. Like, not everybody's shitty. He learns that, and he tries, and he succeeds, but ultimately loses. Well, he loses at bowling, but he wins at, at life. improving life, yeah. So, in that way, it is a feel-good movie, kind of, and he yeah. he learns something and improves his life, even though it's not in the way he expected or the way the audience expected. So Yeah, so it's feel-good, but not in the way you would expect. He doesn't fucking win. It's not happening ever after. But he Which gives is funny. Endorsement and he gives all and the money to the Amish away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gives it all away. That's awesome. <laughs> he gives all, right. all of it away. At the end, yeah. He gives the 500k to the Amish people to pay off their, their debt, which the whole yep. reason Ishmael went. Yep. Yep. Try yep. Shit. yep. And then yeah. lies for him and sets him up to yeah. be the hero. Back he tells us about the gambling. <laughs> uh, everything. <laughs> and how you set it all it's, right. It's good. It's got a feel-goody ending. Yeah. And so, then it's got... Hootie and the Blowfish dressed as Amish 
No, it wasn't. Was it non Hootie was Dave Matthews Band. Blues, blues, no, blues, blues, blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. We're going to get this right. We're going to get this. Nineties band drinking. Yeah. Hold on, Hootie and a Blowfish. We're a little sloppy in this. I'm going to say this bridge. If about anybody wants my opinion yeah, on Hootie and the Blowfish. Blues Traveler is as close as I go to ska. Blues Traveler is really? Oh yes. man, that was like my, ska. That's one of my favorite parts of basketball. Is all the ska music. They have real big fish. Yeah. No, ska like sounds band. Oh, oh come on. No, like, I, you know what? I don't. I don't have a legitimate <laughs> argument for that. I'm just gonna go. Come on. I mean, I come on. I accept your argument, but I deny it. <laughs> I also don't buy the the play out from from Blues Traveler. I watched the whole thing. Come on. I wasn't impressed. He's playing a harmonica. That's like a, 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 a unnormal instrument. So the Amish might play it. I don't know. They're, they're a really talented band. That song, like everybody yeah. gets a solo in that song, and that, that yeah. bass solo fucking made my heart sing. No, I love that song. <laughs> John John fucking tears it up on a goddamn mm-hmm. fucking harmonica, dude. Didn't the lead singer from Blue Traveler get himself in trouble recently? Didn't no, he, he like gun charges a while, like ten years ago. But gun it's fine charges? Now. Oh, pff, whatever. No, John Popper is a Republican who always has a gun on him. Don't fuck with John Popper. Yeah. Nobody likes a Republican, but... But, no, no, no. I'm I'm separating John Popper from Traveler. I only voted for Trump. Don't say that. Uh, All right. No, 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 no. No shit. There's a Republican. I just fucking said that. But... But anyway... I like his music. (laughs) He might have voted for Trump... Vote for Trump, but, but anyway. But anyway, what do you guys think about <laughs> clerks versus Kingpin? Uh, um, man, see, all right. I got to stick with my original thought, even though clerks is phenomenal and is in my heart forever in the spirit of the week. We're going for feel good comedies. Right, so I yeah, gotta give it to definitely. Kingpin. You're give right. Give my vote to Kingpin. Right. Kingpin, Kingpin. I'm voting Kingpin as well. Oh my God! And in the back of my mind, am I wondering if I want to vote for Clerks because <laughs> it makes me more happy about my life? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a clerk now. I don't yeah. have to go to work on my day off. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's um, legit. That's legit. But um, chat is going kingpin for sure, which nice. I love you, chat, for that. So, Argo, are you going kingpin to shut it out or do you want to? Yeah, I'm going Ooh. kingpin. All right. Hell yeah, that's my dog. So yeah, we got another shut out, which is, which is strange oh God, considering. Yeah. In the comedy section. No, we love Clerks, but kingpin is where it's at. Clerks yeah. is better in the real life section. Yeah. We're 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 voting by vibe tonight, you guys, and that's yeah, that's man. fine. That's okay. Look, and they're leaving. Peace out, y'all. Dang, y'all get back here. Who's leaving? <laughs> yeah, get out. The guy you don't like, <laughs> clerks. What we got here? Are we gonna do the loser bracket now? Are we doing uh heat sixteen? We have to before Uh, this. This is let's do 
All right, this we can do losers bracket and catch this up with the losers bracket. I need to think about this for a second. Oh, oh, we get both the Ferrelli brothers movies up next. Well, their names are F A R L E Y, I think. Farley. Are they? Farley. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Uh, fucking goddamn it! It's Farley, F A R L E Y. It's her goddamn name. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Farley, but I know Farrelly. their name. Is. Farley. All right, Farley. I'm not, I'm not gonna change the way I say it. I'm my got an accent. I'm country as fuck. Farley. Whatever you can say, however you want. I don't care. Chat. Let us know what you think. The pronunciation of right, the cool. writers of King Perry and Dumb and Dumb. Are they Italian or not? What is it? Are they, is it Farley or Farley? Or Farley? <clears throat> Let us know in chat. They're fairly good movies. They are. Well, All right. Well, we're going to. Good movies. It's a lot to, it's a lot to digest right there. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. Should we not we do Heat 16 before we do the loser's bracket? Do 16, and then we're going to send it on the heat, and we're going to do all the loose break at once in a speed round. 16, so let's go. That way we don't have to go back and forth. You're right. <laughs> I'm doing a poll, new poll. Dumb and Dumb Barrel, hard. It's where it gets hard. Oof. Dumb and Dumber. Hmm, I don't like this. It's, I'm dumb. This is hard. hard. You know what? It's not hard. I've already you know, explained honestly, why it's not hard for me. Yeah, after all the arguments we've made for both these movies throughout the night, I'm almost ready to vote right now. Like, well, yeah, you got to bullshit for five minutes about it. And then you <laughs> we need okay. content, boy, content. We have to debate for five minutes. This is why I think Kingpin is better. It's okay. more adult jokes. Yes. Times better equals better movie, and less relying on just the star power. I don't know. Maybe that's bullshit. I, Does yeah, a power make a movie? Yes. In, in the 90s, it did, apparently. Apparently. Yes. Tommy Boy Wins World? Area movie, that's for certain. Uh, you see? Like, this is where the star power and the writing meet and join in that magic in a bottle we talked about earlier. <laughs> Folks, we're talking about Kingpin versus Dumb and Dumber. Honestly, if they did a Kingpin sequel, it'd probably be, be better to to us than the Dumb and Dumber sequel because Dumb and Dumber is a better movie. That may, hey, that sense these are two. You. These are two movies that don't need That's sequels, for, and the fact that they even bother with a Dumb and Dumber sequel is kind of a travesty. Yeah, that's a demerit. That's a demerit on Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. You said it, not me. You brought it up. <laughs> Not me. Keep it all the way. It's better. More jokes. Better timing. Like, Dumb and Dumber is like, oh, they're dumb, but not retarded. Like, come on. No. Dumb and Kingpin is better. I no. think I like Dumb and Dumber better than Kingpin. It's okay, so did you laugh at the at the scene where he does, like, kung fu in his dream? And he beats up all the people, right? And then in his dream, while he's driving, he's 
Her titties are headlights of a truck that's in front of oh, his yeah. face in real life. Yeah. Hey, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah oh, that's yeah. That's great. And somebody on set literally came up with the doggy bag joke and was like, hold on, let me draw this real quick. The, the doggy bag joke doggy is bag a joke? That's great. Reminds his heart out. Like it's fucking Indiana Jones and he puts in a doggy oh, bag. Oh, yeah. Originally he, was gonna no. hand it to him. originally, he was just going to hand it to him. But somebody was like, no, 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 that's not good enough. Give it to him in a doggy that's, bag. That's, that's right. That don't work. That's yeah, a joke that don't work. In the dream, he fights the timeless. That's brilliant. I personally enjoy Kingpin a little bit more. Like, it's. Honestly, I feel like how I feel about these movies could flip flop based on how many cups of coffee I had. How much exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're both movies. I mean, there's one. a reason that we were coming to the end. Here. But once the hairs are split, the fucking Kingpin's got more hair fragments. It's just is what it is. I hope Chat is backing me up here. <laughs> don't you don't you coerce Chat? Don't you do that? I don't know. It looks like Chat is Chat is secret. We are <laughs> fake hair particles. Guys, Chat is split down the middle uh, of your hair. We're splitting. With Chad, Jay, not gonna help us. <laughs> we're about to flip a coin on this shit, y'all, because we're about two and two on the panel. Split on the fucking chat. We're gonna flip a coin. Just flip a coin it, now. It flip might now. come down to the fucking coin flip. Honestly, <laughs> the chat um, is five minutes up. Flip it now, because I'm keeping. Eric's keeping. Like you two are flip a coin on this one to decide for myself. Like I just yeah. just just do it. Just send it to the coin. We're going straight to the coin. Do it now, because me and Eric versus you two. They got a they got a, a coin left in chat to, to put a vote in. Chat yeah. is not gonna fucking save me on this. So chat might make the decision. We'll give him the time, and if it goes to it, forty five seconds. I yeah, just but- think that Dumb and Dumber is more. It's more kid friendly. <sighs> yeah, you can watch with your kids. Yeah, they'll get some of the jokes. Yeah, I'm the only joke I can see. Watch it with your kids at your own risk because your kids are going. He almost gets raped in a bathroom. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's true. Seabass, yeah, Seabass is definitely going for his burger. Yeah, it's not explicit. It's not explicit. This is a literally. They literally murder a man. Scenery. Yeah. Yeah. They feed like, him rat poison. They feed him Brutus. rat poison. Yeah. All right. Okay. Chat is officially split. Coin. Send us the coin. Just flip it and let's get let's move on. Because this is cosmic anxiety right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'm drunk enough that I don't feel anxiety, but. <laughs> Come on. The coin. He, he's had too much he's had too much to drink to be anxious. All right. Exactly. All right. So which one is heads, which one's tails? All right. Heads is the first one. Dumb and heads, dumber. Tails dumb and dumber. Tails is kingpin. Ready? Flip the that coin. Shit. I love the fucking coin. 
It's Hex. Fuck this coin. Fuck this coin. Oh shit. This shit is fiat. It's good. There's no real value to fiat coin. I love the coin. The coin the best. Fuck the coin. However, I expect the coin. Dumb and Dumber wins. Fair and square. Fair and square. All right. My heart. The coin has spoken. Chaos world. Thanks, coin, for making that terrible decision for us because we just could not do it. One hundred percent. The first time the coin has come down to the final first round draft. Can you just come back on the loser bracket? Just so y'all know. Just hey, so y'all know. Well, guess what? Guess what time it is. It's loser time bracket. for the speed round. We're in the losers bracket now. So chat, no more polls. Shout it out. Let me see them chats. Let me hear what you think. Up first, we've got Billy Madison versus Airheads. Now this is a good matchup. My Miles. Yes, I'm going. Airheads is way better than Billy Madison. Airheads, so much better. What you guys? What you guys thinking? Airheads. Airheads. Airheads has some problematic moments. We got a first time chatter. Smilden saying airheads. Thanks for being here, Bloody Roses. Airheads. Oh, first time chatter. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, what's up? Airheads. Oh yeah, Smilden. What's happening? Airheads. Airheads. Chat, last call. call. You want right. to send it? Number three. Wait. Yep. Two. One. Sending it. Airheads. Three seconds is about the, 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 the delay. So that's a good countdown. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Losers bracket number two. Oh, We're looking at airheads. But either way, it's good. Tommy Boy versus What About Bob? What about Bob all the day? Yeah, I'm all about Bob. Bob. I think you, you might think you're right, but you're wrong. What about Bob? I'll tell you that. <laughs> I got one Tommy boy, two Tommy boys, another Bob. Oh, Chad's Bob. killing me. Got a Bob. Oh, Smith didn't love you, bro. <laughs> no vote. No vote. You can't abstain that. Eat out. You can't You can't vote. No vote. You can't vote, no vote. Can't no vote. Can't no vote. Do I need to come out there? Do I need to come out there? Go get your vote. Bob. Love you, Eden Al. I knew you'd come out. Love you, babe. Jason over here, coerce in the chat. Hey. Our brand is crisis. <laughs> He's like, that's Whoa. how I debate. <laughs> you want to have a debate? All right. You better fucking see it my way. Or else, all right. See? The, all the children love what All right. Going once. Oh. Going twice. Sold. What about Bob? Uh, we have fun here on film. Here. We have fun. We, <laughs> we having lots of fun tonight. It's a good episode. We having. It's a good ass episode, boy. We we sloppy, but we having we having a good time. All right. Uh, losers bracket number three. We are looking at basketball versus airheads. Airheads. Let me just tell y'all, airheads oh. has got Brendan Fraser power. Yeah, it does. 
Yeah, it does. Plus, long hair, Brendan Fraser. Sexy as fuck. Long hair, shirtless, Airheads. tight jeans, Brendan Fraser. Oh, I want to suck his dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is, that is peak hotness, Brendan Fraser, I got to say. That was right around the time he had done George the Jungle. Which is the same I mean, Brendan Fraser, just I minus the shirt. I don't know. man might have been. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's he was a little more buff. And uh, I'm just saying. Airhead. Smith. Smith. Smith is my dog. Oh, my gosh. Love you. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. I see you over here. <laughs> this guy. I love this guy. What's up, Melton? Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna throw one to basketball because it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> oh, you would. You would. You're a piece of shit. Hey, hey, I, I know they're not gonna win. Honestly, honestly, I would go airheads, but I just figured I would just throw one the other way. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm a rebel, a rebel radio. Oh, you <laughs> not that radio, but just generic rebel, generic, not American yeah. related rebel, <laughs> not a confederate. Just a rebel. All right. That looks like it's going to send it for Airheads. Up next, aye, we aye, got aye, aye, yeah. Wayne's World versus What About Bob? I got to go Wayne's World on this one. Wayne's World. I got to go Wayne's World myself. <laughs> I'm going What About Bob? There's no message. There's no message. It's just fun. There's no message to Wayne's World. Even though Bob is like a family movie, like. All right, Smilton, we know who your favorite just panelist big, is. <laughs> I big, see you. Like, <laughs> oh my God, Smilton is like my alt account over here, bro. I, mean, I love Look at it. Is it? <laughs> you don't know. I'm hip to your, I'm hip to your games. <laughs> I got my hands on screen. I'm not typing nothing. <laughs> uh, Wayne's World. That's, that's another I'm Wayne's World. Because it was my movie this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're a movie made this week. <laughs> you did this. No, it's a good movie, and I had it, it is a good on, movie. I just—I remember I just, it being more laughs than chuckles, and it's just chuckles. But yeah. it's better than it's, Wayne's World, in my opinion, because Wayne's World is just uh, out and a half long commercial. Yeah, Pepsi Cola. An hour and a half long dumb shit. That's that's two. What about Bob's? There's like two yeah, or three. It's, it's a close one. More. Movie. We need one more. What about Bob vote? And then we go into the corner. No, give it to me. Going uh, once and going going twice. I'm feeling bad. All right, Bill Murray's still in there. Sold oh, no. to the hour and a half commercial. That is Wayne's World. Oh, I fucking hate Pepsi Cola. Party time! Fuck. Excellent. It's hot. Doritos. Doritos. We go get some Doritos and a Pepsi Cola too late. and order me some Pizza Hut. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> my fellow children. Oh wow! All right, what's the next seed right. here? We got uh, if I get a headache, next, we've got well, take some office space they don't make versus airheads. Like I'm going airheads. Airheads is more fun. All right, let me just explain this to y'all. Airheads is like a concert environment in a movie, right? It's like they're going for fun, even though it's not the most fun. I'm going to vote for Airheads, even though Office Space is my jam. And the 
beard out of the space, list. but looks like Airheads is running away with it at this point. I'm sorry. I, I love it. Office Argo. Space. I'll say Office Space. All right. Not I enough to turn the tables, but... Oh, we got an Office Space. Four to five. Wait, is it? Oh, I'm taking mine Office Space. Take mine. mine from Airheads Office Space. Look at this shit. Oh, flip-flopping. Yep. Flip flopping. <laughs> oh, snap. The populist vote. Oh, snap. I love the people. Wow. Going once. Flip Brendan Fraser. Going I love twice. Frazier, but I forsake him now. <laughs> you a bitch. You a bitch. So to the upset Snap. that is office space Holy coming from behind. Wow. Yeah, you never know. You never, <laughs> you never know. know. The <laughs> Love it. Wow, this is bracket spicy boy. All right, moving right along. We've got Clerks versus Wayne's World. I'm going Clerks for the writing and not just. Like clerks and writing uh, writing. Clerks. Uh, I'm go I'm voting clerks on this one. I gotta go clerks on this one myself. Clerks, clerks, clerks. Wayne clerks funny. It's a it's clerks a is funny, runaway. but actually is something. People love clerks, bro. Yeah. Oh my I mean, god, it's a, it's fan, an absolute that's, legend. That's five chat votes for clerks, bro. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. We're at seven. I, zip. I think we're still waiting on an Argo vote. Dead boner. I guess. <laughs> <take it back. laughs> oh, Smitty would love you. Oh my god. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna go for clerks. All right. <laughs> That's pretty easy, huh? Going once, going twice, and it's gonna be clerks in an absolute shutout. Who is this person? Losers bracket number whatever's next. We've got the two workplace comedies, Office Space versus Clerks. I fucking I hate this bracket shit, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> this shit makes it hard. <laughs> I'm changing this podcast. It's harder than a preapsism for no, me. And here are the two work movies. <laughs> harder than a preapsism. That's a good show right there. Let's dust up on that. Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> workplace comedies. <sighs> this, this is hard. Office clerk. Office clerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a clerk fan, right? I used to listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, right? Yeah, I used to be Kevin Smith's simp, right? However, it's funnier. It's funnier, kind of uh, a little bit. This one is hard. That's what she said. Wait, did Eden Al just change her vote from office clerks? Or is no. that a new vote? That's okay. a new vote. That's a new vote. I'm about to say, I know you can edit chat. Chat integrity is intact. Um, What's the panel thing? Is the panel dumbfounded on this? I think I would rather watch Clerks more often than out than Office Space. So. Yeah, what are you putting on? What are you I putting like, on? This is, I like I it. Easy, easy. Putting on. I'm I like, really what are you putting on? Color, bro. Clerks. 
You would, you fucking hipster. I'm putting on clerks. Ooh, I'm a fucking yeah. hipster. Yeah, I Wow. I'm a hipster. Oh I'm sorry. Yes, hipsters. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, Justin, are you going to office space? I'm not, am I the, yeah, I'm going office space. Am I the only one? No. Two? Um, Redacted went office space as well. That's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. He called me a hipster. <laughs> what? Are you saying, bro? Yeah, I, I, I am a hipster. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Still wearing his balls I'm, necklace. I'm half sorry. Hey, I'm going to call you a tryhard, too. I'm just stuck in the 90s. <laughs> that ain't a hipster. <laughs> I'm what hipsters aspire to be. <laughs> yeah, hipsters wish they were as cool as us, bro. Thanks <laughs> 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 us to those fucking swine. All right, uh, all right I take that back. I take that back. Y'all just try hards. <laughs> I'll take that. Fine. All sure. right, going once, going twice. Yep. That's gonna send it for clerks over office space. That's all right. That's okay. It's fun. All right. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't do this. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Blade Rose? Goddamn. Fucked up. Wow. I hear. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> all right. What's the last one? Kingpin versus what's that? Clerks? Kingpin versus Clerks. Oh, that's easy, my dude. <laughs> Justin about to get mad at some hipsters again. Watch. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. I don't, I'm not gonna get my blood pressure right. all up high. Oh, oh chat. Keep, oh, we just been keep calling Kingpin. each other names tonight. We just been calling each other names tonight. <laughs> Office space. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. Hang on now. We got Kingpin. Two Kingpins. Two kingpins and the clerks. And clerks and office space vote. I'm going with the office space vote too. <laughs> Third party, bro. So where's that? <laughs> you know what? Actually, kingpin is my vote. Oh man, I love clerks, but uh, Kevin Smith fell off plus ratio. So there you go. <laughs> I don't Ratio know, man. Oh. Hang on. I don't know. I think one? I'm going to have to vote for the dead boner. Oh, you would. You'd love dead boners. Yeah. <laughs> You're a zombie fan over here. <laughs> when I met Eric, when I met Eric, he was like a twin of Rob Zombie. <laughs> He's not lying, folks. He's not lying. <laughs> he was under my fucking waist. I got a piss. White guy dreads down to my waist. Big Gremlins. rat beard. Fucking yeah. No, um, I was. This is hard. I haven't even voted yet. Um, I'm I'm voting Batman Forever if, if we're doing that thing again. <laughs> oh, no, what? wait a minute. King Van versus Clerks. Yeah. I don't know. Kingpin, I guess. All it's right. chat's fault. I blame chat. I, they started it. They said gremlins. Uh, I just feel like I would put on clerks more readily than Kingpin. I love Kingpin. It's a great movie. And it's probably going to win. I just, I feel like I would put on clerks first. Clerks. I'm going clerks. Uh, 
That's my vote. I'm going to go Clerks. Eden now goes Clerks. Clerks pulls ahead. Clerks has pulled ahead. <laughs> pulled <Last> ahead. Call. <laughs> <laughs> Last call. Going once. Oh. Oh. You're going to tie it up? You're going to tie it up? You're just going to tie it up like that? Look at that. Oh, boy. We have to go to a fucking... Go to the coin? Wait, that was already said. We have to go to the coin? Well, yeah, then we got more votes. You got to count them. You got to count them correctly. <laughs> Wait, hold up. We're five This five. is super important not Audio to count listeners? it correctly. All right, hang on. Well, because people keep voting for non-votes, so it's hard to keep track of. Hold on. We got one, two... Uh, three, four kingpin votes in chat. Who else went king? Which of us went kingpin? Me. And that's it. And that's it. Okay. So that means we've got three clerks votes in the panel, and y'all just uh, love Harvey Weinstein. What? Hey, whoa, whoa! Don't you, hey, well, don't you put that evil on me? you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't even, don't even, don't even. Uh oh, redacted, changed vote. Hang on. Three. All right, we got a bit of Arnold in the chat. We would four chat would five. And then Brilliant. the changed vote makes it. Don't forget Smilden. Oh, that's oh, Smilden. You're lucky. It's the same vote from before. Is I it? I feel like this all started at the oh, you're right. that is the same and where it says, before. wow, ouch. All right. So it's four. No, shit. God damn it. Four to seven? It's four to five. All right. Send it. Sending it. <laughs> the closest vote, the most contentious vote. This is fucking eking out the win. Clerks over Kingpin just by a hair. That might have too much power. <laughs> look at him. Uh, look at him. <laughs> they it. If Lon is drunk, <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to flex on us. <laughs> hey, Chad has the most power in losers bracket. That's how, that's the way the losers bracket goes. Yeah, yeah we love Chad. We love Even Chad. They're trying to flex on us all the time. Got that BDP. Yeah, they do. All right, now Ooh. we are on to the final event of the evening. All right, we're going back to polls here. Y'all going back to the polls? This shit. Dumb and Dumber versus Clerks. Dumb and Dumber versus Clerks. Wow. That's how we got here. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck is exactly right. (sighs) Easy, you say. All right. I'm in a poll. Live now. Vote. Chat. Make your voice. Voices heard in in the poll. Are we safe to assume mm-hmm. that 
you, Argo, are feeling the way you've been feeling all night? Of course. He's a stunt for Dumb and Dumb. He's a boy. It's a phenomenal flick. And just it's, like Argo, every time I watch it, there's something else for me to fall in love with. It's not hey, fair. You know what? Have been here. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Kingpin is better than Dumb and Dumber as far as Farley Brothers. Adult humor. And I'm going with the plight of the proletariat. I'm voting for clerks. Sound off in chat. And the vote. I mean... Chat the vote. With me. uh, I see working people. I, working people. I'm gonna go at? with. I would probably put clerks on first. I would probably put working clerks people. on before. Well, I wouldn't even say that, but I'm going for clerks. <laughs> All right, Dumb and Dumb are already ruined the main bracket. That satisfies oh, yeah. me enough. Oh, so that's a real winner. People like to change the vote the second time around anyway, so it's like, whatever. Losing right. bracket, coming back. Give me, like get out of here. All right. We're not, we're not going to get cute. The winner of the losers. The losers. They can't help that they're losers now. They were born losers. So <laughs> for that. If you're not first, you're last. You're, you're exactly you're first. You're last. That's true. Three quote from all of the space said that Ricky Bobby's fucking dad. Office should be the winner. Wait a minute. You're right. I'm going back. I changed my vote to Office Space. <laughs> you're right. Triple redacted. Triple Gary redacted. Gary Cole's in triple stamp. You can't triple redact a double double redact. Just make it true. Oh. All right, what's the take a peek here? Yeah, they would Gary. vote for Dumb and Dumber. I took care of it. Oh, so far, chat is like in clerks. Did not expect that. Actually, chat has hated Dumb and Dumber all night. It's true. Surprise. Have y'all chat, chat needs to go chat watch Dumb and Dumber week. Again. If you're a member of chat, please state the last time you watched Dumb and Dumber. Please state it in chat. Type it yeah, out, please. That's what I want to know. This week, you're out, there, sure. you're out there in chat. When is the last time that you watched Dumb and Dumber? Was it 2014? I mean, the first one, not not the not the prequel or the sequel. Yeah, I literally no, 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 just the original watched course. it and it ended at. 6.59 when central time we started at 7. It was yeah. It was literally like, one minute before 8 the mo- the credits rolled. Yeah. Alright, so 10 years ago 10 years ago, years that ago. Shit again. Yeah. It's been a it's long, been long time. time. I feel like redacted. the prequel the memories of the prequel and the sequel are poisoning the memory of the original. I feel the opposite. The original the prequel was good. The sequel's bad. The prequel yeah. was neither okay. should have existed. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let me push back on that. Because the prequel the prequel has neither. the same jokes, right? Every comedy movie has the same jokes in the sequel, right? Yeah. The prequel, Dumb and Dumber Er, right, which was a prequel, which had different people playing Harry and Lloyd. There was a scene where one of them blows up a toilet. However, they smear shit all over the bathroom. But it's just chocolate. And then they have the legend. They have the legend. Bob Saget come in with the fucking great lines. There's shit everywhere, right? Shit. So I'm gonna say the prequel is better shit. than the sequel. Here's the movie, and here's that moment. <laughs> the prequel is better than the sequel. 
that 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 you moment is fingers in the movie is hand. I'm, yeah, they haven't seen it I in twenty Bob years. Saget. I love Bob Saget's disgusting humor. Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. 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 Bird. Bird. Yeah. Played that guy was genuinely like getting annoyed because they were just doing this over and over and over (laughs) again with this ad libbing back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how the song goes. Sick, bro. (laughs) They hitchcocked his ass. You want to get the most annoying, and then you get the most. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole, like the whole like these motherfuckers must have been following us for months. How they know I got gas? <laughs> yeah. know I got gas. gas, I know gas. I got gas. All right, chat has spoken. Chad. And they say clerks. Chad has forsaken y'all. Uh, Sorry for you, chat. Chad hates some of them. Let's uh, Let's go around the panel. Eric, let's start with you. Man, I was going to say clerks, but after, after all that, <laughs> I think I might be on dub and dub. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. I think we know what Argo's going to vote. Oh, yeah, of course. Justin? All right. I love Dumb and Dumber, but let me just say this. Shout out. To fucking the king's sister, even though she forsake the name, right? Uh, she is the biggest fan ever of Dumb and Dumber, and she probably played oh. out of the movie a little bit too much when I was growing up. So therefore, Wait, I'm going to our take sister. Up our sister, yes. Oh, yeah. Our sister the is the biggest okay. fan ever of Dumb and Dumber. Our king's yes. sister, right? Okay. I don't know if you know that, but she's the biggest fucking fan ever of Dumb and Dumber, and would not stop playing the fucking movie when she was growing up. We had good taste. Oh. However, so you, you feel like <laughs> I did about Aladdin, huh? Probably, probably. If your brother loved Aladdin and you hate it, Dude, Alan burnt through two two VHS copies of Aladdin. All right, so then you know him to death, physically to death. So, so I have to go with Clerks, the plight of the working man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Dumb and Dumber. Sorry, Rachel. Kingpin is a better Farley Brothers movie. I'm sorry. Clerks, my vote. <laughs> so really, this is just a vote against Dumb and Dumber because Kingpin's not there. Oh, so you're going to say what's between the lines. Yes, you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Making sure. So here I, here to I clarify. am again. I didn't I'm vote like, fast I'm enough. I'm like John Cena. I'm John Cena right now. Reread it. No, I can't see you. Can see you. We can see you. So, what am I going to vote for? Yeah, what are you voting for? You going to simp for Dumb and Dumber? Well, I'm all my life have been a simp for Clerks, so like I'd be going against my past self. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you're right. You're right. Back in the day, you were a simp for Clerks, right? And you got me started Absolutely. on like James Hunter Bob Straight Back, and you got me started on those Kevin's. Yeah, it's kind of funny, even though like. I took a farther out of this fucking podcast and shit. Yeah, but, I got burned out on the podcast real quick. Um, yeah, he sucks. Damn it, it's a better movie, but I'm still voting Clerks. Uh, for the sake of the spirit of the week, 
I must cast my vote for Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, he says spirit. Even though, even though Clerks is a cornerstone of my personality, Clerks is a huge part of the reason I am the man I am today, for better or worse. Um, I have been a lifelong simp of Clerks. But which is the funnier comedy movie? Feel I gotta good. give it to Dumb and Dumber. And with my vote, finds our winner. Uh-oh. Clerks gets 10 points to Dumb, Dumb and enough. Dumber's 15. Making... Dumb and Dumber, our 90s comedy volume one champion. Dumb and Dumber. All right. Face chat. (laughs) 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 You can't dunk on chat. You can't triple stand, but double chat. I can't take it back now. You can't triple chat, triple chat, double, double chat. All right. So, uh, in first place tonight with five wins to no losses, Dumb and Dumber. Number two with five wins, two losses, Clerks. In third place with two and two, we've got Kingpin. It's a travesty. In fourth place with two and two, we've got Office Space. Is it love? Wouldn't Airheads be the same as Office Space since they both got two and two? No, because Wareheads is two above. That's why. Well, Airheads is above Wayne's World. Airheads also has two and two. In fifth place, um, Airheads. Airheads, then Wayne's World. Yeah, and then sixth place, Wayne's World, one and two. Uh, what about Bob's one and two? Yeah. What about Bob? No, basketball, then what about Bob? No, well, what about I'm Bob guess. is seventh because it's got a win. Basketball is zero and two. It's eight. That's like Nine, that. Tommy, Boy, Tommy Boy, and ten, Billy Madison. Hell yeah. Get out of here. I was going to say, Billy Madison is like... 13 on the list of 10. Yeah, Billy Madison gets tonight's golden L, biggest loser of the night. What a waste of time that movie was. Irredeemable. Irredeemable. I I couldn't finish watching it. It got to the musical part, and no, it sucks. I, I, I lasted until "Don't I Have a Nice Rack," and I was like, "God, this movie is too much cringe. I can't keep doing this." Hear me. I'm surprised Dumb and Dumber made it to number one, even though chat completely and totally forsake, forsook whatever the pathings of that is. Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) I can't believe chat rejected it over time and time again. Chat was like it. Forsaked. Yep. Hath forsaken. Oh, man. Forsakenated. 
<laughs> Bloody Rose Rain says, awesome show, guys. I had so much fun laughing my ass off. Yes, me too. I don't think I've laughed as much during a show as I have tonight. This Thanks, has Eric. been a phenomenally fun time. Uh, we, had, we had a hype train going. Huge shout out to Big Buddy Bjorn for being our hype train conductor. To 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 you, my friend. Huge. Hit me up. Huge I got props. that medal for you too. By the by the way, if you're still out there. Oh yes. Oh yes. Forsook. Forsook. <laughs> you have forsaken me. You have forsaken. Isn't that a system of down like lyric somewhere? Forsucked. <laughs> Aerials, great time, guys. I, we're, we're glad, chat. So nice. I was way <laughs> off. We hope you had a good time, chat. We do this oh, for you. Boy, I hope you had a good time. This is, we are Film Heat live here on chat. We've also yep. got our audio podcast edited. I meticulously edit each of these episodes and post them up. So you can download them or stream them anywhere you get your podcast. Please feel free to do that. Next you... week. Oh, what is next week? We've already decided for you. Have we? Yep. We if have. you pay your attention to the channel. The three of us have. We're doing oh, buddy cup. I, oh, I'm being I've been outvoted. We're doing buddy cup. I like that All list right. though. What is it, y'all? Oh, that's an interesting list. I like it. Oh, oh wow. I right. love it. Love it. Yeah. Next week, chat, you are in for yet another treat. We are doing buddy cop movies. You heard right. We're doing buddy cops. Let's go through this list. We've got Lethal Weapon, Rush Hour, The Other Guys, The Heat, The Last Boy Scout, Bad Boys, the Nice Guys, Hot Fuzz, 21 Jump Street, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That should be a fun list for sure. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, for sure. A little more action. A little more action. Was, that's kind of what I was thinking. In there. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a fun one for sure, for sure. So find us on podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, listen to us while you're at work. We're going to help you get through that work week. Keep you sane along the way. We got a Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash film heat. Check it out. We got some exclusive gifts for our patrons. Early access to the shows, everything like that. It's a good time. Follow us on Facebook. We're film heat on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And for the audio listeners, check us out on Twitter. TV slash film eat. Yes, 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 yes. Live. Absolutely. If you haven't, if you're listening in your earbuds on the podcast, come check us out when we're live. It's been a great time. We'd love to have you. Everybody in chat, have a wonderful night, and we will see you all next week. Bye bye. Later, y'all. It was good to see you.